Jeez. And you know what's actually yeah. really funny? Neo uh, Aoshi oh pointed God. this out to me. There is a um, there's a Horrendous. outfit in game you can buy yeah. that gives your character a canvas duffel bag. It's <laughs> it's seven hundred atoms. <laughs> they didn't even give you enough atoms oh, to buy insulting. yourself a virtual oh canvas bag that would have to wear good. in the game. It oh would have looked that like that insulting. bag. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Emergent Gamer Podcast. This is episode 191. We are brought to you, of course, by the OG Podcast Network. I am Trip Zero. I'm here with... Well, you know what we never say? We never say OGPodcastNetwork.com. But this is Felix Hergut. <clears throat> Thank you. It's like, who, the f- who is this? And we have with us Mr. Bruce Grimm. Yes, hello, everyone. Bruce Grimm, welcome Good to be back, back to the show. Thank you, good, thank uh, you. Good to have you back. Uh, yeah. We have... Uh, Neo Aoshi and Lock and Key on the bench for tonight. Uh, prior obligations. Uh, we will see you, buds, pretty soon. We're also not recording live. Nah. Uh, didn't have available equipment for tonight. So this is old school, sitting around a table looking at each other, not looking at the internet. Yeah. It's good to be back. But also, uh, you can find us on iTunes and also on OG Podcast. I love being live now, dude. I know. It's weird. I love being live. You were talking about this with uh, with Rogan, how he said it was weird not being live. Yeah, I was just, I've been listening to a lot of, I've been driving Mrs. Felix back and forth to Allentown, and I've been listening to a lot of of Rogan and a lot of Mark Marin. And Rogan was just remarking recently when he was talking to Anthony Cumia from Opening Anthony. That he just gets super freaked out when he has to do a show that's just to tape, that's just to like an edit, like we're doing tonight. Like he has nowhere to look or <laughs> yeah, to interact yeah, with people. Like, probably, I can imagine. I mean, I think this is nicer because now we're sitting around around a table. I think one day when we have like a better studio set up and we're we're in it. Yeah, this is definitely a better be, vibe to capture. Yeah, which would be ideal. And what what would you saying your ideal was like three camera shoot? Yeah, I want a multi angle situation. One on each dope. person, and then we have a producer who switches. There's it. software called Switcher Studio Pro that you run on an iPad. It has to be an iPad with for some reason the way their platform works, and you tie it into iPhones, mm. and you have all of your layout on your iPad like a like a producer screen. You have your angles and your and your you can tap. A different angle to go to that iPhone, and you can control exposure and zoom of that phone from your iPad directly. Is there like a thing where it switches automatically based on where the sound is coming from? I th- you can probably uh, kind of like it. a like a mic, right? That'd be dope. Yeah, too. that'd be a software setting. But yeah, uh, I'm sure that's a software setting that's like you know gated behind like some kind of like pay. Yeah, yeah, you pay, pay for price. Like, a, like a platform, <laughs> right? 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 Um, but we got a good show for you tonight, guys. It might be a little bit packed. Uh, we thought there wasn't much happening, but there is a lot kind of yeah. happening, especially with the Game Awards coming mm. out on Thursday. You guys will probably hear this episode Thursday itself, so make sure you listen to that. Tonight, uh, the Game Awards are coming out. So, yeah, if you're listening to this tonight, yeah, I'm like so, Jesus yeah. Christ, it's Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, today we had Black Armory drop, uh, Destiny 2's first. Uh, expansion in the Forsaken year. It's the beginning of their new annual year mm-hmm. of content pass, which is a new way to deliver. So we'll see how that goes. Also got some stories about uh, a lot of gaming rumors are hitting the mill because of the Game Awards, so we'll hit mm-hmm. on some of them. Fallout 76 is the gift that keeps on giving or not giving <laughs> depending on what version you ordered. So we'll hit that a little bit too. But um, but Felix, let's start with you. What have you been doing or what have you been getting into? Uh, well, I'll save my Fallout 76 discussion for when we talk about Fallout 76 okay. because I have been playing that a lot. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, Did you I, buy the infamous edition? No. Okay. So. I would never fucking. I never bought the Fallout Four like Pip Boy edition where you get an actual Pip Boy. Where did your that. sugar uh, bombs bowl come from? But that I thing is amazing. No, that just came from sugar. Sugar bombs bowl is awesome. It's like it looks like an authentic sugar bombs bowl from mm-hmm. like the game and shit. No, I got that through uh, Loot Crate. Loot Crate thing. Nope. Got yeah, it. that was a Loot nice. Crate thing. Uh, we did do Loot Crate for a okay. while. There's That's actually yeah, a yeah, crate yeah. of Loot Crate shit in that closet if okay. you ever want to go through it. Sick. All right. Just grab something. I'll check it out. <laughs> Thank you. Studio swag, baby. Uh, yeah, studio I was going to say, <laughs> perks of being on a podcast. Yeah, yeah. Great. Bruce Grimm, you, could, you, you can go through there right after the podcast and Sweet. grab whatever you want. Um, Real quick, yeah. edition. The only special edition I regret ever buying for a game is Modern Warfare 2 because it came with night vision goggles. And uh, I just saw on Reddit, Reddit you like regret, legitimate night vision But why goggles. do you regret that? Because I want night vision. You regret not buying. Oh, you regret yeah. not buying. Yeah, yeah. And so the crazy I thought thing you is, were like, I regret buying <laughs> like, it. I no, saw no, some no, crazy no. shit at no. the night, dude. The, <laughs> it was, just, it was just dark like, and fucked he's up like, in it here. came with night vision goggles, and I wanted the whole army no, no, so, like, gear. I never you know, took like, them off. God, it was scary. <laughs> like Modern Warfare 2, the, the, yeah, or, the, night, the night mission where they put them on, like, it came with those and like the, the head that you can like rest them on. And it was like a, maybe 140 bucks for game and wow. like like a, a tin can with all this stuff in it and the dog wow, tags dude. and shit like that. Yeah. And, it, and it just it reminded me because on Reddit somebody posted a picture of them and he, and he wrote a whole big thing about how good they are and they still work. And Modern Warfare 2 were released in 2008, yeah. 2009. So well, it's been ten it's, years, and they're and they're still. I don't like, think there's uh, been like some, I, but I don't so. think there'd be there's been some crazy advancement in night vision technology since two thousand eight. I mean, there has. I'm sure there has. Sure, there has. But, but I mean, it was probably good night vision right. tech at that time. There is, It'd yeah. just be cool to have the original it's, ones with that special edition. Yeah, that's, that's the only thing I want to throw out Didn't there. Seem to be any uh, any material sourcing issues for making night vision goggles? So it's, that's it's, it's true. Yeah. We'll talk about that that in a little bit. I'm going to transition transition ourselves back to myself. Yeah, sorry about that. I just had to very good at this. Uh, <laughs> Excel at it. Uh, so the the thing I wanted to highlight that I did try to attempt to play mm-hmm. was Red Dead Online. Mm, yeah, yeah, they and, had their beta for their online so service. So I got um, a chance to play it on the first time I got a chance to play it was the twenty eighth mm. because I was a person who played the game on the October twenty sixth. Mm. So the twenty eighth of November I got a chance to play it because I had played it on October 26th, which is a day of release. Um, That day was outstanding. I played it with my friend Jay Prince. Me and Jay Prince had a great time. We he he had already been playing it for a while because I guess he had gotten it the day before maybe for wh- whatever version of the game he bought or whatever I don't really know maybe that wasn't true maybe I'm just making that up but he he <laughs> seemed like he had been playing for a while mm. and had figured out some of the mechanics and taught them to me uh, because Rockstar is terrible with UI their UI is garbage it's garbage you man. really have to look a bunch of shit up to you figure it out just right. have to you, you can ask to a friend as you play it That's yeah really it, it feels like Destiny and D one when we had to like research UI like mm. what does this mean and that kind of shit but but dumber like Rockstar is like their UI design is just fucking not like it's not intuitive well if you think about it too I mean since I mean. The core gameplay of Rockstar games hasn't changed since Grand Theft Auto Three. Some right? are, are are specific, like button presses or movement. Movements oh, sure, yeah, do, right, like, right. Like tapping X to run is like a consistent yeah. thing. But like every other specific game specific, you know, interaction controlling or, whatever, or right? interaction is always different in like some weird wild oh, way. Right. There's there's a shit that just don't tell you, and it's not obvious. And yeah. then like I'm always I have to turn to a friend to see and, what. 
the tool yeah, I, I can't. This. Th- oh yeah, I got to talk there was, to this guy. There, there was also, I th- well, I was going to say, if I think about it, there was an example from my experience with Jay Prince, but I just can't. There was a time when I was bitching to him while we were playing, like, well, why didn't they just fucking tell me that? And I'm, I can't think of it right now, but like, I was pissed yeah. about numerous things, but... You sure uh, they didn't and you missed it? Because it happens to me all the time, where I miss the actual like tooltip or something. Uh, I didn't know. That's when I get frustrated, when I don't know if it's them fucking up because they didn't do their UI uh, mm-hmm. well enough, or or I just don't know it. Right? It's a, it's a fine line to walk. You don't want to take line. them out of the game too what much. Were you going to say, like, Hey, idiot, this is the button. Right. There was also, I remember, at, and this was a while ago, but I remember there, there was a game, and this was a PS2 day, so this is, again, a, min, a while ago. Um, that was made for PC, and you could tell it was clearly made for PC. The game, and then translated to PS2, because every time it was a really complex game. It was a lot of like, I think it was an art, some sort of RPG, maybe Morrow, Morrowind RPG or whatever. And the way they translated it, where you had to pretty much do like a facocta, like a four button press to get into your character's outfit to change your armor. Oh, that was and um, so, and so it was yeah. really just like. It was. It didn't translate well. They really should have just not either not made it for the PS2 or changed. Well, that the that's what happened with yeah. Dragon Age right? Origins. Dragon yes. Age Origins. Yeah, that was tran- a recent example. That tra- yes. yeah, that translation from PC to fucking console was garbage. Yeah, I and, and it really do and it completely it. trashed the gaming experience because it and it and it wasn't like oh like it was just cosmetic. You wear this helmet, it doesn't change your stats. No, it was actually really important for the core gameplay, and you couldn't get to certain things. Then like you had to like. Use your toes because you need five button presses. It was ridiculous. Like, I, I wish I could think of it right now, but there yeah. was definitively something where I said mm-hmm. out loud to Jay Prince, like, why the fuck am I not <laughs> understanding why this is like, why can't we do this thing? And why didn't they tell us that? When I found right. out that's how you do it, because he told me, I'm like, why don't they just fucking tell us that? The one mm. time we don't broadcast, I love what your hands are doing yeah. right yeah, now. Yeah, He's doing this like cupping thing. The scoop, yeah. Where the, the scoop and the fingers flap yeah. back and you forth. Forget I, the shoulders. I, the, oh, the shoulders are <laughs> like like very animated right? as well. Um, Twitch.tv slash emerge underscore gamer. But anyway, on the whole, <laughs> the, the experience one. was pretty cool. Like, I, I like how, to throw it in there. I like how they do uh, ca- uh, posses and camps and things like that. And, you know, you can have a temporary posse where you just guys join for that moment. Yeah. Or you can, if you, you know, earn $200, that's a whole other problem. But <laughs> if you earn $200, like, you can buy a persistent posse. It's always there. Mm-hmm. Even if you leave the game, it's still going to be there. And people are members of it. So I think that would be kind of like clans. Yeah, that'd be cool. like if I was playing this game consistently, I'd love to be able to. But how would you feel if your the ability to do a clan was gated behind in-game currency that you would have to earn? Would if you I was earning at the proper rates, I yeah, wouldn't mind right, it. Bad, right. but, so that, that that's, that's a, a huge problem. It's yeah. already been announced publicly that Rockstar knows that the economy is not as good as it should be. And that that was true of GTA Online when it first yeah. came out on the PS3. Mm-hmm. The economy didn't offer you much in reward when you did missions. I think they're super conservative when they do th- do this. The good news about all of this is they're doing it and and putting a proper label on it. This is a beta. You're not playing right. the actual game. They didn't do that with GTA. There was no beta period. They said, it here, just, it here it is. is yeah. And then it sucked ass, and we were all like, what the fuck? Why is this not a beta? Why aren't you right. telling I mean, us it's a beta? You can look at it from a positive or a negative point of view. You could assume that they're being legitimate, and they go, oh, I mean, we didn't really... like." tune this at all and we just put right. it out there and said whatever you earn whatever you earn it, it is what it is and we'll see how people feel or the negative perspective is they did it on purpose to say people would notice right 
And if they didn't, they would be able to essentially earn more money with microtransactions. No, they, but they, they, I, I, I hesitate towards going down that road because it's yeah. a lot of what the internet echo chamber likes to yell about. No, I, I, I don't even think it's like okay, you're really going in the direction of pessimism, you know, cynicism. Like they're doing it for financial reasons. That could be true, but like I mean, that's the thing. It I'm just be. thinking. Right. No, and I'm just fetched. thinking. I'm just thinking. It's it's the negative way of thinking of it as they. Uh, did this because they don't feel like hiring QA. They don't want to put the money out for QA, so they're doing QA. That, you don't think so? Not at all. You can't be a company like Rockstar and not put money into QA. But I think there's also the no, piece but, of... But, but you, or the other piece of it is they can't, they can't hire a crowd of people to be their QA. They have to do it in the public. Well, think yeah. about it this way. The public like, has to QA is, these features. The, 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 the single-player game is already such a massive game. And if you do it online, it's suddenly bigger. Like you have NPCs plus you have thousands, even if not tens of thousands of players all at the same time. Not and as so many. There's gonna be, the, the NPCs sure. are dialed back. Oh, okay. They're like drawn right. out of the world. But my, my, my point is overall you have – it's already – from what I've been able to tell online, I haven't played the game myself, so you have to take this with a grain of salt. But like obviously to like any open world, there's bugs, right? And there's things to be figured out with micro patches or whatever. So I guess the – Maybe their approach was, this is a massive undertaking. That's why it's a beta, right? They're being open about it. We don't know what the currency is going to look like. We don't know what the gameplay is going to look like. Our posse is going to be, I don't know, overpowered or shitty for the gameplay. Right. Or, or such persistent ones. So the question well, that I would have is like... want to grind this much. Yeah, exactly, right? So, so the question is, it's a beta. They're open about it. And they're saying, cool, we're going to play this game now. Or sorry, you're going to play this game now. You're going to test it for us and see what works and what doesn't work. And we'll make adjustments. Yeah. That'll make it better. And they're doing that. Because it's so massive that even if you have UA, right, uh, there's no way you can test everything. And that's why it's an open beta. So a little anecdote. The next time I tried to play it mm-hmm. was a couple days later with Artemis Joe. It's now least released to the world. Officially go- not beta anymore. Yeah, no, no, no. Still beta. Okay. But officially released to every person who could play. It. Oh, yeah. There was like a rolling. Oh, there was a rollout. Yeah. So similar to like the Battlefield 5 rollout. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Cool. So everyone can play it. And now I'm in there and I try and play with Artemis Joe, the guy who comes up my stream all the time. Great dude. But it's not playable. I mean, it dropped like four, four times in one stream in a matter of a half hour. Like you period. got kicked from the world? Kick, kicked entirely to hmm. the dashboard. Wow. Uh, there was just lots of fucking like Artemis was going on and on about how he couldn't find his horse, like, <laughs> like just stupid shit. And I, finally, when I was kicked the fourth time, I said, All right, "We're going to play Fallout seventy six, <laughs> the better game." Yeah, right? right. Which is probably in terms of reconnecting to the experience when you get dropped out. There's nothing parallel to Fallout seventy six right hmm. now. You can get right back up and begin continue playing. Wow. Like. I could probably give you a lot of games that are really good about getting you back into the game. Well, Destiny. Destiny's outstanding. (laughs) Seriously. Like, how often do you get booted from Destiny? Never? Rarely outside of some real specific... Sometimes it's like the Badger shit. I remember that. Like, Badger. Well, a schedule. There's actually a a weird bug with with the most recent raid, uh, Last Wish. There's an encounter at the very end. The very, uh, very last thing you have to do, and spoilers, if anyone has not raided and still wants to be blind somehow, God bless you. Um, you skip ahead maybe like 45 seconds. Don't even skip. Just um, fucking listen. The last encounter <laughs> is you, you've you got to carry the heart of this beast that you've killed back through the entire like half of the raid building that you right. made your way through. And it's like a relay race because only one person can carry it for so much, so many 
right. uh, seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can have like a chance to extend it, but then that person's going to essentially pass it off to the next person, and you're just, you're relay racing through back through the building. They haven't publicly said specifically what causes you to get kicked while in this, in this encounter, but the prevailing theory is that it has to do with wearing an emblem on your character, like just the background decoration right. behind your username. Yeah, you, yeah, can, yeah. you can change that out. But different emblems will track different statistics you have in the game. Oh, weird. And okay. sometimes if you have a really high scoring like mission or a strike you've done and you're putting right. that on your emblem, that tracker can cause this bug to just tear everyone out to orbit from the activity. <laughs> you're too good at this game. Leave. This this bug <laughs> appeared when teams were trying to go for the flawless run of the raid, which unlocks a triumph in the game. Right. And if one person dies in your fire team mm-hmm. at all, no matter what, you're kicked to orbit. Right, I remember that from the, I mean, from Destiny yeah. One, like the Atheon, right? The what was it? The Flawless Raider, the Flawless right? Raider, that was the, yeah. That was the achievement. But there's, yeah, yeah. There's, there's one of the hardest things I think you can built do in that into game. the game now, like a, a redeemable achievement for doing this, and gotcha. it's part of some That's other dope. titles yeah, you can no, get like too. Um, but this this really made its its appearance when people were trying to do this, and they were flawless the whole time, and then it's like, oh, guitar error. That was the name of it. Back to orbit. <laughs> well. Well, that's a game that's been out for a while. So people being raging and upset about that right. makes sense. Like if I was in that situation, I'd probably rage like a lunatic, right? And so keep in mind, I'm playing Red Dead online and you get lost in that world and you forget really what you're doing or who you are or whatever. I get dropped like the third or fourth time and I go into this long rant like, fuck this. Can't believe we have to be their QA. All the shit I was just saying, you know, sure, sure. raging like a lunatic. And you know Kyle, who mm-hmm. comes in from time to time. Kyle had just come in when I was in the middle of the rage, right? <laughs> and he's like, hey, Felix, or whatever. I it's didn't, one of the draws. I didn't really respond game. to him or anything. He didn't, get, he didn't really say anything further. And I just went and raged. Rah, 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 rah. And then finally I said, I'm skipping over Fallout 76. And he doesn't like that game. He's pissed about it for whatever his own personal reasons are. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how much longer in the stream he actually stuck around. But uh, about probably about 20 minutes later, I look down at my phone and I see just... No commentary whatsoever sent through a private Facebook message from Kyle. <laughs> and it's the link for Red Dead Online beta feedback. <laughs> That's all Perfect. it is. He just, he there just, you go. Without any other word, Perfect. just sent you the official feedback form. He goes, hey, <laughs> yeah. hey, bud, maybe don't rage into a television. Here, submit right. this. Form. Yeah, he's like, maybe, maybe, maybe you should. Submit your video. Maybe yeah. you should just <laughs> submit the feedback that you're having a problem with to like. That's you know, really funny. He, that's him being a good mod. There you go. Yeah, you know, he's modding true. the actual uh, content con- content creator. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mod- modding chill me. Chill the fuck out. <laughs> chill the fuck out and just submit. You, you know what? I never did. I, I don't know if I'm going. Yeah, of to. course you didn't. You're not going to oh, do fuck this. that. No. <laughs> you already gave him so much time <laughs> loading back into the game. Fill this right? out. Well, I originally fucking said to everybody who keeps inviting me to play this fucking game. And I said the exact same shit about Fallout 76. If I start playing this game and it's trash, I'm going to wait fucking a couple of months and not play it. Sure. And then go back later. And I didn't follow my own advice. I remember what GTA Online was when it first came out. It was piece of shit. Yeah, I remember. And I know now that this is piece of shit and I'm not going to play it. Don't ask me. So there you go. I don't care. If any of you are listening, you like to come to my stream, don't ask me to play Red Dead fucking beta. <laughs> I think everyone's going to ask you now. When they say it's yes, Red Dead Online and it's not everyone's a beta, I'll give it every time. I will give it more of a fucking shot when it's just legitimately called Red Dead Online there and they feel like they've patched everything up. I, I, I'm trying to remember when, when, the, when Red Dead, not Red Dead 2 came out, Online was part of it from day one. No, it was not. Yeah. 
I don't remember. But there were. I, but I don't remember so this. Late. I don't remember the the, the level of this level of frustration from anybody I talked to. My before. first online experience was Red Dead Online, um, long after it it had come out. Yeah, and I that was my first online experience ever. Mm-hmm. And if that had been trash, I probably never would have played an online game ever again. Right. But because my experience playing Red Dead Online originally was so good, yeah, it was fantastic. And yeah. playing with friends and mm-hmm. and everything, I got hooked on online mm-hmm. games with other people. And yeah, I yeah. never knew that I cared about that. Right. All up until that point, all I had ever done is play games with, with myself. Sure. You know, just sitting in a room alone. And that was fun. And mm-hmm. I get a great, great feeling that Red Dead Online is going to be amazing. It'll get there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Once you can do posses and like it's not I don't so far it's not as fun as what I've been experiencing mm-hmm. with the Fallout, but but it's definitely like super fun to like posse up and do shit together. Nice. And it seems like they did improve on like matchmaking, mm-hmm. like how you matchmake into stuff. That's and, solid, yeah. Um, I can't wait to try it once I get the chance to In play a couple something months. not broken. Yeah, yeah. Let, it, let it do its thing for a little <laughs> bit. Yeah. Um, before we transition over into some other news, before getting into, into Bruce Grimm's content, um, I do want to hit Fallout. 76 since we're here with the most recent little now or later right now okay yeah we're talking about the shitty stuff right yeah just well so the game obviously (laughs) came out and there were a lot of problems with with bugs and performance and as you'd expect but it seems like even a little bit uh heavy-handed even for bethesda but that's dealable right Right. the game is patchable the game is fixable yeah it's a specific kind of experience people love it or hate it like Mm -hmm. my brother loves the shit out of it fallout 76 loves it Oh, tell him, tell Andrew. I said, "What's up?" I will. He's on. Uh, he's <laughs> on PS4. Sadly, and he was trying to get me to get it on PS4. Uh, and um, dude, it just I I'm not going to talking to a brick gonna, wall. I'm not going to play it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, the, it wasn't brick. I was talking back, but I was very stoic in my okay. refusal. Because yeah. um, if I was going to play, I'd play it on PC. You're not even right. doing it. Like that just doesn't even. Like I know you. Like maybe I know you're you better than I don't brain. enjoy Fallout Four. And we've in terms about of games, oh, okay. in terms I, of games, I. Th- I I love Fallout 3. I loved the shit out of Fallout 3. Could not stick with Fallout 4. I can't ever get past Diamond City. It's a great question. And I've tried to ask myself that every time yeah, that like I've tried like to restart it. What's the key it. component that's just like... I don't know, dude. And usually I'm pretty good at like self-reflection. Right. Even I'm trying to think what like I core, enjoy or like don't enjoy. Core gameplay. What changed from 3 to 4? I mean, they made it a little bit more... Well, core gameplay, they hired a group to teach them how to make guns. They work way better. Sure, the gunplay without going into the um, the like target mode or whatever it's called, right, works a lot better. Right, you can use the iron sights in the Correct. Game. You can actually play it like a first-person shooter if you want to. I mean, are you upset that the morality choices were gone from it? No. It's, yeah. And I, I don't feel anything close to being upset hmm. when I'm playing it. I'm, I just feel a bunch of nothing, yeah, I don't feel like it. Yeah. Maybe it's the environment. It could Maybe also be because the, you had... It's bland. Well, they're all bland, but there was something I think about DC that grabbed me a little bit more than Boston, this, the Boston area. You don't care about Boston? No, no, I, it's not that. <laughs> I think it's the way that they've designed this land because it's not a recognizable Boston. Mm-hmm. To some extent, it is. Like there are landmarks and, and shit too, yeah. right? But it's right. very much. It's not the same that DC. Faneuil like, Hall. Right? I in found that DC. You were in a just. The city burned out. Almost oh, it's cool to go to the capital and fight those super hard enemies. Is, D- Museum is DC that, no? Is DC a city you're more familiar with in terms of its? No, I'm actually equally familiar with both of those. Oh, okay, like I've been to Boston a lot on tours with bands. Uh, me and an ex biked around DC well, for like a week because it was just like a, a cool thing to hop from like 
you know, like the free city bike to the next one. If you made it like shut up to the closest one within a mile, you could just like keep yep. your pay as like one dollar instead of paying more. So yeah. like, there's been a lot of on foot travel in both. Cities. Yeah, yeah. I lived in DC a couple of years, and the city bike was amazing. Yeah. I loved it. So, so like, I, I did a lot of to lot them of, specifically yeah. those cities. So I yeah, I did why, a lot like, of foot traffic in both of those cities. I wonder if. Uh, Fallout Four didn't appeal to you because it was maybe because it was so similar as Fallout Three, but it didn't have the appeal of the city, right? I mean, it's maybe a simple solution is the answer. That or the story, maybe something right. about the story, story was different. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, mm-hmm. I just know it's not my my kind of game. Mm-hmm. But we're almost over the hump of like the problems with it right. to become like to be dealt with. Now we just we're going to enter the the phase of the game <laughs> where we just see if it exists longer yeah, than yeah. a couple months. But Bethesda, of course, um, I think I have the answer. Made a faux pas. An answer to what? To your problem. Let's hit that in a second. Okay. People ordered a $200 collector's edition for this game. <laughs> yeah. And uh, one of the One of the more points, expensive ones, too. I think it was the most. It was like the... the like Battlefield 1 edition. with like a solid figurine was 140 Yeah. The 200 is a lot. And this came with like a big helmet, like one of the power armor helmets. But it also was billed as having a canvas bag. Yeah. Like really a, nice, like too. canvas duffel bag. When people mm-hmm. got this actual collection... It was literally like a paper thin <laughs> nylon, looked could, like a trash bag. You could look yeah. through it. This came in like yeah, it looked bad. Looked really, really bad. And not only did it look bad and was not what they were advertised, literally, explicitly not what they advertised, mm-hmm. down to the materials. Yeah. Bethesda's first response to their like from their customer service standpoint it was, was so like, bad. "Hey, we're sorry you're disappointed. We don't plan on doing anything about this. Like that was word for word. <laughs> no, we have no plans on on, on addressing Jesus this. Jesus Christ. Then." They offered people 500 atoms, which is an in-game currency for cosmetics. And I didn't know the conversion rate. Like, right. what, like what is an atom versus yeah, a yeah. dollar? 500 atoms, it's like five bucks. So so you didn't get your, uh, That's your materials. You 2.5% of your total purchase price. You didn't uh, <laughs> you just yeah. got that in-game. Yeah. And you know what's actually yeah. really funny? Neo uh, Aoshi oh pointed God. this out to me. There is a um, there's a Horrendous. outfit in game you can buy yeah. that gives your character a canvas duffel bag. It's <laughs> it's seven hundred atoms. Oh. They didn't even give you enough atoms oh, to buy yourself a virtual oh canvas bag that would have to wear good. in the game. It oh, would have looked that like that insulting. bag. So now, now people have gotten an email finally this week saying, "Hey, um, if you bought this edition, right. submit a ticket on our website. We're securing suppliers, and we're going to be sending out these canvas bags." Legitimate ones, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But look how much God, fucking work it took to get this to happen. We're looking at pictures, and it's so fucking awful. <laughs> it looks like a deflated balloon. The biggest, it's something I would pay like a dollar for at like a reusable yeah. plastic bag at my super, yeah. local supermarket. The one that lasts two and a half trips, and then <laughs> yeah, it, it right. fucking rips. Yeah, and, and, and what's interesting is they did make canvas bags for influencers. I was about to hit this point. Oh, right? But I was going to say, they don't even look the same. No, this is like a backpack style. Yeah, yeah. backpack style. These are actually quite nice. This was given out to people that were brought to an event to like sell them on the game. To be like, hey, you should play this game because it's great. And then, of course, all your followers will like it and we'll make a shit ton of money. Now, not the influencer's fault, not the content creator's fault, but Bethesda for sure at this point knew what they were planning to send out and what they were planning to give out. And it just, it's a bad look, dude. Well, and and the fact that their first two responses were. Meh. Fuck you. Yeah. And the second much. one was, fuck, fuck you a little less, but still fuck you. And yeah. then the last yeah. one was like, well, let's fix it, right? Because yeah. there's actually an outrage, which is just Here's wild. Here's some fake digital currency. Like yeah. the amount that's 
so negligible that if you buy 50 bucks versus 20 bucks, you might just get this bonus shit anyway. Yeah, it's wild. But it's, it's um, what's the word I'm looking for? Tempered? Tempered, is that calming? Or tempered, tempered, tempered response? Is, is, is that what calm. you're saying? Or it's what? Like a, calm, yeah. no. Um, it's, exa- well, I mean, it's exacerbated. Great word. That's oh, yeah, yeah. exactly what it's you It's exacerbated yes. by the fact that there are there is this perception that this game is more broken than it actually is. That That's... That's from my personal yeah. experience. And I've seen you talk about this, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, whether or not... But I heard the that there were rumors. I heard that there were rumors that on the PC, there were people who couldn't even start the game. Yeah, there are, wow. are much much deeper bugs Which on is bad. PC than Which is on bad. console. Yeah. And hmm. regardless of the actual broken level of this game versus other games, literal objective broken level, you're right. It's the perception yeah. this game is a hot piece of shit that right. somehow can barely turn on and it's and it's online only right it's a lot like the you yeah. the, the the division game which i which i love when it came out i was but it was also riddled with bugs i mean that was gooby stuff, it's more than in terms of like an seven. online game mm. it's it's more of just what okay this will uh draw me back to that comment that mm-hmm. i was gonna say yeah um a, this is essentially like i had this kid come into my stream prior to when I was playing the beta prior mm. to this game coming out, who basically he came in and the first thing he said was, "This is dead. Why are you playing it? Why are you wasting <laughs> your time? This is dead." As we kept typing it dead over, game. And over again. Right. Dead, game, dead game, dead game. Yeah, just in Trump's yeah. voice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, dead game. Wrong. Why are you playing it? Let me tell um, you. And he was he, he, the deadest game. He basically <laughs> then started to say, "This is just a reskin of," and I'm not going to go down the reskin thing, but he was saying this is a reskin of Fall Four, and I said, "This isn't a reskin. These are the skins. These are the assets yeah. from the fucking Fallout Four. It's Fallout Four. It's because this is the multiplayer designed yeah. for Fallout Four. Dude, right. He had five, like two out of the the five shithead comments right out of like right out of the gate. Right yeah, there. yeah, dead game Jesus. and reskin are everyone's favorite complaints, along uh-huh. with like uh, cut content mm-hmm. and." Uh, microtransactions and some other just like easy to complain about things. You're right. I will say uh, the, the, the reskin argument in my mind is I think call of duty is the biggest offender of that. And I, and I'll stand by that. Like, I feel like that's a legitimate argument for the call of duty series. I think personally, like after modern warfare two, they listen to fan comments about how it would be so cool to have fallout as a multiplayer. And they probably have been listening to this since fallout three. Right. And they made it. And they did it. They said, okay, we're going to just take the assets from Fallout 4 mm. and we're going to partner with a company that can help us. We got the gun thing right with right. Fallout 4. This company helped us make guns better in our game. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then they said, now we're going to figure out how to take the assets we currently have, which at the time was essentially the Atlas model. Mm. You know, your character moves around and the world builds around you. And yeah. you can't do that if you're going to have a bunch of people. Right. So you got to build the world and it has to be extant. So they wanted to figure it's out persistent, right? Yeah, yeah, they wanted to figure out how to make a, this world persistent. Now, the result of that that I've experienced after many hours—I don't know how many hours I put in—but it's damn near close to a hundred so far. The result of that is some of the mechanics that exist in Fallout Four that made it suck. Right, mm-hmm. <laughs> the biggest one is the the mission that you get hung up on, where you have to start building settlements. And that is, in fact, the mission. I did hate that. Exactly. (laughs) I hated that a lot. It sucked. Didn't care for it. The whole whole crafting settlements part of the game is a huge turnoff. Hmm. And now in Fallout 76, it has a practical purpose. 
Oh, the game's like built around it almost. Right. You now, Pun because this game isn't like the division in the sense that, and now I'm not talking about all the new features that have come out for the division yeah. because I think there's a mode that's similar to this. What's that mode in the division where you get to survive? Oh, I don't know the official name, but it's it's just like a yeah, it's survival. Just, it's pretty much like Minecraft, almost like battle royale so, thing where you just so everyone the, comes in and this is the reason. Really, good luck, God bless. Bad I, bad comparison there, like Minecraft. But I'm not trying to sell this to you, Trip Zero. But this is probably the Fallout. Just like I said, this is the Fallout I never knew I wanted. This is probably the Fallout you never knew you wanted because this is a Fallout where you cook for your friend, you provide the lean-to by crafting it for your buddy who doesn't have the materials to Mm. do it. You you know, somebody has a a plan or a recipe that they found. Mm. They don't need it. Hey, do you want this? You give it to your friend. Like, I'm doing an awful lot of that, and I know you love that kind of shit in a multiplayer game where you provide stuff for each other. Am I wrong? Am I right? I can't remember. Have you ever ever played Rust? It's a lot like Rust. I was going to say, like, like this this sounds a lot right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Rust is 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 real buggy and like wonky, and the server is is laggy, and you got latency and and um, bungee. What did you call it? Uh, I can't think of the word right now. Rubber banding, rubber banding of players. Right, you're shooting somebody, and they pop back and they kill you. Or oh, whatever. right, because yeah, their their but, ping is, is correct. Yeah, their servers are ter- are <clears throat> terrible. But, but that's but, the thing. But, it, but as soon as you can't handle like crafting, being good at different things, and having the things to build. Where you almost have the, the the point is you're building a community, you're building a settlement, right? You have a posse, and you're building shit. Yeah, and then eventually you you become strong enough to raid someone else's settlement or whatever, right? Yeah, but no, it's not like that. It's because, not okay because the the huge misconception is that this game has some kind of PvP to it, mm. and that's one of the biggest problems in their marketing. They didn't explain. No, there is no PvP. Sorry, they should have just fucking said. Are there NPCs then? Like, how do you? There are monsters and okay, shit. Okay, there are. There's okay. a shit ton of monsters. And right. There's this thing called the Scorch they invented, right. and it has a whole... It's deeply set into the narrative. And right. if you actually go and pick up like shit all over the place, you start to learn about them, what happened, why ever all these people okay. fucking scorched. And like it's, it, it's, it's deep. There's layers yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah. But just like any Fallout game where you find stuff and you just start exploring. Um, and there's ghouls, but the ghouls okay. are all feral, okay. you know? There are no NPCs to talk to. They're all dead. Right. But there's a reason for it in the narrative. And you find out. And you find that out as you go along. Um, Just following the initial overseer's quest, you follow an overseer out of the vault. You want to know what happened to her. Played by Adrian Barbeau, by the way, from uh, Escape from New York. Oh, that's awesome. I was like, I know that name. Yeah, the young... She was young then. She's an older actress now, but she plays the voice of the overseer. But anyway, the point is, is... This is not a PvP game at all. Hmm. It is a online co-op experience. Yeah, they, don't, they marketed it, it totally wrong. If you play it thinking that it's a PvP experience, you're going to be put down by all of the tactics that they have to stop you from playing that way. Right. You know, you shoot at me. If I do nothing, you damage me minimally. Hmm. You can't even annoy me. Right. Like, Interesting. Yeah, it's got to be like mutual engagement. Yeah. Oh, interesting. And okay, I can gotcha, literally gotcha. leave the server if you just keep yeah. at it. That's a lot like uh, when Diablo 2 online, I mean, this is a lifetime ago, but Diablo 2 online was very similar where if you did not engage, if you were engaged upon, but you did not right. re- like retaliate, you would just be an annoyance. And, and it's which clearly is, designed. I like it, actually. That's cool. Yeah. It's clearly designed to be a co-op experience. 
Right. I craft this for you. I make this for you. You need a recipe? Oh, I got it in my inventory. I'll give it to you. Um, but, you know, there are problems. The problems are obviously, you know, frame rate issues. The world has weird bugs. I mean, I wrote the title of my stream one time was, uh, <laughs> it was, uh, join me for the random or, <laughs> or join the random with me. Yeah. Yep. Because that's really what happens. I mean, there is some fun in some of this weird shit that happens. One thing, though, that, to call back to my frustration point earlier with mm-hmm. Red Dead Beta is if you get booted, it's it instantly says on the main menu, play with team. If your teammates are already in, you hit that, you go right back in, you're wow. back in the world. So in terms of nailing connectivity, they did it. There's nothing wrong with connectivity, at least on the Xbox. Yeah. There could be with PC, there could be with other consoles. But like with the Xbox, I get right back in. I'm ready to play. I'm That's back great. in the world. I didn't lose a thing. I haven't lost anything from my inventory once since I started playing this. Wow. Interesting. So I'm not having the experience that has been talked about in Reddit and on the internet. Hmm. I did not pa- buy the $200 version <laughs> of this game and get fucking burned by their, bag, buy the their bag gate. <laughs> yeah. Um, I didn't get burned by that, so I'm not having the same experience that's consistent right. with everyone else. But if you, you just did, got a game, if you yeah. did have that experience, I completely understand. You should be pissed as hell. Come back because I think yeah. the game is going to just get better and better and better as time goes on. I but look, I hope it's that it does. Big Honestly, fucking world too. It does. There's a lot to explore still. That's awesome. I just started getting into the. You know, when I first started playing it, I just did co-op with other people and didn't pay attention to any of the shit in the world. Well, that could get got boring real quick. Mm-hmm. It's like. I don't want to go, and there is one opportunity for PvP, and it's these these locations that just offer you more resources. They're called uh, workshops. Mm. You go to one, and they're really unique, and they have multiple parts to figure out how to unlock them and use them, and that is something you'd love to explore because you get in there, and you're like, okay, how do I get this workshop up and running? That's cool. But in the end, the reality is the workshops will provide you quicker. They're a shortcut. To provide mm-hmm. you quicker materials, more materials quicker. That's good, right? If you're okay, it's like, like I reward. am, grinding out there in the world, just finding the materials in looting, which mm-hmm. I've done for years in Fallout, then you're fine with that. Right. You That's don't the even fun have, of it, right? you don't have to do the workshops. Yeah. But some people with the PvP mindset are going in and going, well, the only way to to, to scratch that itch is to do those. Uh, right. So there's people who are crowding around these like workshops. And doing PvP when it's not a PvP game, they're playing it wrong. They're just playing the game wrong. Right. Right. I mean, it's in there if you want to do it, but I don't need that skip. I don't need that to to run run through that and do all that. And also, there's so many steps; it's annoying. Right. Um, they're just cool. They're like set pieces. Like there's one that's nice. like a giant. Um, it's this giant uh, or uh, mine uh, drill that drills ore, and it gives you a shit ton of ore. But there's all these steps to get it started. You have to like go find all the pieces. Yeah. They're these cores. You got to craft them. Mm-hmm. Then you got to put them in the fucking thing, and then you got to get it started. Then you got to wait and do like a defense well, that's, type thing. That's uh, that's kind of what's going on with Black Armory. Currently. Oh, you want to transition? Right Let's now. do it. Sorry, yeah, we've been talking too much. No, no, you're yeah. fine. You're fine. But it was a good moment to kind of hop from that. But to that's another. exactly it. Yeah. Um, as of today. The day we were recording, December 4th. Right. Destiny 2 released Black Armory, their content patch. Now, as of last week, we were in Season 5 officially. They put out the patch. They retuned the weapons. Mm-hmm. They set the groundwork. Today, the content began to drop. I heard there's uh, – somebody stop me if I'm wrong on this, but this is now supposed to be like Destiny's going to be a year where they just give you free content. and not. This is actually – this is the most I've ever given players for free in addition to the most they're dripping out 
for consistent players. Wow. Nice. So the game doesn't go away as is, right? right? There's still the Forsaken campaign. There's so much end game for people. Like, I know there's a lot of players. I don't know the percentages right now, but I'm sure I could find these statistics. There's players that haven't even, like, completed the first raid of That's Forsaken. Crazy. You know, like, wow. I mean, it's a huge technical undertaking. You've got to get people together, so I can understand it. Right. You know, but there's still so much to dig into, and we're already at a point where we're getting more content. Like, there's more than you could ever possibly imagine to do in Destiny if you're a year one player. That's cool. Um, and now you're, you're, we're getting Black, uh, Black Armory. So that's the official season pass. It's the beginning of that content. Um, players that have Destiny 2, like regardless, I don't even think you have to have Forsaken. You can just have Destiny 2. Uh, you're going to get seasonal things. You're going to get Iron Banner, which is a competitive event. Yep. For yeah, we love that. Um, you're going to get their seasonal events, like the, like the holiday event they call... Uh, season of the something. God damn it! Not Crimson Days. Crimson Days is their Valentine event, but there's like a uh, like a holiday season. I don't remember the dawning. The dawning. The dawning. Yeah, that's gonna be for everyone. Um, another little some exotic events like exotic quests that are time gated are gonna be for everyone. Like there's a lot of stuff they're they're giving out for any any and all players. Um, but there's also gated stuff with Black Armory, and Black Armory introduces a new campaign. A, uh, a new way to get weapons where you forge mm. these weapons. There's a faction that's been living under the city uh, <laughs> that you had never, I, no idea was ever there. They, so I have a lot to learn so about the this dreaming skill. city. No, like the tower. Oh, like, under the like tower. in the city. Oh, that's cool. Um, it's, you walk in there because a character says, look, we need help getting these things reactivated. Guardians don't even know about this, but take mm-hmm. this thing. You'll get in the door. And you're, it's guarded by a, a robot called an Exo in, in Destiny's lore. And the robot is immediately hostile. You're walking course, in and you're like, yeah. you're looking at all these guns that are just like, they're hanging in shrink wrap from the ceiling. It looks very cool, very futuristic. That's dope. Um, and this robot's like, it's beautiful, right? Yeah, they're not fucking for you. Like, why are you here? Like, guardians don't, aren't, aren't allowed in here. And then she discovers like, oh shit, okay, well... If you do what you say you can do, we can probably get these forges mm-hmm. relit and make some of these weapons again mm-hmm. for use in doing X, Y, Z. And that, cool. this is going to lead to like some really cool, like some very cool, what very are the, cool weapons? What, I'm blanking. What are the gold weapons called again? Exotics. Exotics. Yeah. Exotic weapons. Yeah. So here's a question: Are they are they like almost customizable weapons at this point? Or are they are they will they be like pre made, predetermined so weapons? Weapons now that you get? do drop with random rolls. Okay. They and do. this black armory that, is going to yeah. introduce more choices per perk slot. Oh, that's Usually great. you would yeah, get yeah, like yeah. Uh, barrel choices, magazine choices, mm-hmm. perk choices, but the perks are like are kind of static. Like okay. you get a perk, yep, and then a perk. Uh, now they're going to kind of stack some of those, so you can mm-hmm. choose between some really cool perks all in the same gun. Yeah, um, there's also exotic weapons, of course, from these. Well, forges. that's bringing back like how weapons were structured in D1, right? Yeah, it's it's a lot closer to that for sure. Yeah, um, some of these exotic weapons are like a sniper rifle that has a has four shot magazine, but you can also compress all of those rounds into one and you shoot your whole magazine with one <laughs> with one burst just fire the one awesome. bullet just like like body shot yellow bars or people headshot people yeah damn um there's a bow and arrow now that uh, on critical hits releases like a poison gas oh that's dope so you can take care of like like huge groups of yeah ads. like cc that's there's cool. a an arc uh let's well, like an electricity power an arc grenade launcher where every grenade that you hit on the ground, they link to each other. So you can essentially like draw yourself like a trap oh, or a square dope. around other ads. Oh, other that's people. great. Like, that's there's, cool. They got real inventive with some of these guns. Nice. That's fucking cool. It's really cool. It's a, um, such a smart And it, and it unlocks game. gameplay too, 
which is dope, right? So like you, you think you have a raid figured out when there's a lot of ads or whatever, right? And then yeah, really you, what you're like, cool, I have this grenade launcher. I'm just going to put a wall up. Got new tactics. Yeah. Right, which is dope. I love that. Um, so as of today, one forge is active and available. <clears throat> and the goal is to reignite this forge. Now, this mm-hmm. is a new public event kind of thing that needs three people to play. Mm-hmm. And match makes you right there, which is wow, great nice. because usually you'd have to like bring people in or do some weird like like recruiting tactics to get people to play these events with you. This, you, you press start, and if you're not in a team of three, it'll bring people in, which That's is very awesome. cool. Yeah, um, It's hard, though. They raised the power cap from 600, which is the current max, or was, mm. to 650. So that means that this activity is immediately 615. That's great. That's so great. when yeah. you start the game today, you know you do a couple powerful rewards, you get maybe a, a new leg, a new mm-hmm. set of leg armor. You've taken that now from your 600 piece to maybe 604, 605. Right. All your power is an average, so all of your okay. other gear is still 600. Yeah, your yeah. legs are 605, so you're only maybe 601, 601 something like yeah. that. So this shit, as of today, is still really brutal and really hard to get yeah. through three waves of reigniting this forge. Damn. Haven't done it. I've gotten to the boss wave, but me and some friends couldn't get through Crazy. it. So it just it's, it's going to be an investment, a grind, yeah. and a power build, which is what the players really want. You know? Yeah, like true endgame content. They want right? to have for those, like for those committed players. Yeah. yeah, of course. And yeah, that's, that's why they're they're that's staggering. Why people fell the, off after D 2s Yeah, they were done. Release. People yeah. were already complaining today a little bit, saying, "Oh my god, like like it's this hard to do the forge." And it's like, yeah, it's going to. If keep it was easy, you'd completely be playing a week about yeah. right. Yeah, and there are th- there's three forges uh, based on three families that started this black armory. There's a oh, cool. a French family, a Norse family, and a Japanese family, mm. and they're kind of like spreading out the forge activations over weeks. And I w- I'm, would guess that they're going to get harder, like the power level for right. each forge and what's That'd needed cool. to reignite them is going to get more and more as this progresses yeah. into the season. I remember it reminds me of um, throwback like D1 Atheon raid. Right, you went in level thirty. But the ads were level thirty five or thirty seven. I forget. Uh, and it was brutal. You, like the first so, time you did the raid, you're yeah, like, yeah. Jesus. It was like that. Impossible. I think. I think it like was you did 30. no damage, and like you had to focus fire. Yeah, it might have been like level twenty eight. Yeah, 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 that's what it was. Or something. Yeah, yeah. And it was it was pretty rough. What did that's I? Cool. Uh, I'm glad they brought it back. That's good. That's end game. What I see, uh, I think it was on Diamond Jabs like Twitter or whatever. Did they release like an actual grimoire text? Oh yeah, dude. They're they're printing the lore. Yeah. Uh, not in oh, order, cool. so it's not just like the number. So of he your wasn't card he wasn't order. shown a picture of something he owned. Yeah, he is. He already they has started it? shipping them out. Yeah, they were pre orders a okay. couple months ago. Okay, um, like real nice bound book. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Leather cover. <laughs> it's like a and canvas. Can- canvas like right? a fucking yeah, tome. Yeah. Nylon, <laughs> nylon shrink wrap cover. Um, they're doing these in thematic groupings, which is really smart. So the That's first neat. one is about like the hive and the darkness and Oryx and the Taken King and wow. all of that. You getting and, it? Yeah. I'm waiting for mine. Just I was going to say, like, that's, dude, a, that's, that's my, a rhetorical question. You know question. I've been yeah, right. on this lore Fuck shit. Fuck yeah, dude. Since they, everyone, like, we're playing. It's he made 20, his own fucking grimoire. No, yeah. 2014, <laughs> people were like, what are you talking about? What story? I'm he, like, he, dude, the no, fucking story. Shows, story. shows yeah, up yeah, with yeah. Uh, uh, Rolodex of index cards that he's yeah, flipping right. through. <laughs> I got him. I got him all right here. <laughs> made my grimoire. Um, and then also, we've got the new raid coming out literally on Friday. Dope. And that's going to be very, very You know the power level for that? It's going to be 640, I think. Jeez, wow, okay. So. so really, you want to do the armory, and then you want to do the raid. Otherwise, you're going to get pooped on in the mm-hmm. raid. That's good, though. And again, I think it comes back to what you just said, where it's like people complain, oh, it's so hard, whatever. But then the same people would complain if they got it done in a day. Yeah, you complain there'd be nothing about, to do. Right, exactly. So I think I'd rather, I mean, overall, I think game, games have gotten better places anyway. No, 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 yeah, no, no. Hold on. Is it yeah. the same people complaining? It's not the same people complaining. It's p- 
people. No, it's not. They're the different people groups. who want the fucking hard shit are not the same people complaining about doing it too easy. No, but there are always people that are going to complain. Correct. Right. No, but 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 I think if there are people who complain about there not being end game content, right, about finishing stuff too quickly, but then I think there is a subsection of those people who also complain about stuff being too hard. There's also right? a lack of depth, like when right. people were complaining about the, the state of Destiny Two. Like you can make the end game content argument and, and the lack of activities mm-hmm. definitely a thing, but it it was more so, at least in my opinion, more so that what you could do mm-hmm. felt shallow. You did one thing for one specific reward. Right. You had no reason to play it again. There were no random roles. You had nothing to chase. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The activities were stale and and yeah. kind of very easily either repeatable or there was no reason to do them. Like they introduced all these things like lost sectors, like hidden dungeons right. on every planet. And like there was no reason to do them ever. Dude, well, lost sectors. No reason. No. Lost hmm. sectors seem to me. I was in very familiar territory with Lost Sectors because it felt like it didn't fit in Destiny because it was almost like a collectible on the map, like a map collectible. At first, that's pretty much all that it was. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, I went in, I would do them, and I'd be like, oh, ticked another one off. Mm -hmm. Wow, it feels like, well, this feels an awful lot like Assassin's Creed. (laughs) Well, at this point, they'll hide things in there. Going back to a fucking bandit camp. That are there. You've got to go there for some specific missions. Um, There are Mm. story relations in all these lost sectors. Like, there's... They have more depth now, which is really yeah. That's the, that's the way it should be, right? Yeah. That's so funny. They added uh, radiant quests in Assassin's Creed Odyssey, like a little board you go to and you mm-hmm. pull more, and they keep re- respawning. Yeah, just like easily repeatable mm-hmm. fetch quests. And yeah, like yeah. That. So like like that's now adding in even Assassin's Creed, like like this reason for going back to a bandit camp you might have cleared. But that's great. You go back for yeah. another mission, and it's just like to go in and wipe out more bandits and get right. some reward or whatever. But like. It's just funny how mm-hmm. they they added that in. It's more of an RPG, basically. Yeah, yeah. But I remember, it's I mean, in in, in, yeah. in in and again, I never played D two, but in D one, I remember right they recycled kind of the with the um, when they just Taken King, right? Like all the maps were like redesigned with Taken stuff in them, and that was cool, right? I mean, it was the same maps, you went down the same corridors, but it was gave it a new feel. So I'm 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 generally pretty pretty pro like recycling stuff and just making yeah, they, it as long as again like you said right if there's depth and progression like meaningful involved progression i'm happy to replay the same level which is a different yeah. objective right i don't mind they, that at all ever in a game done both things this time like they'll in definitely D2, right they'll the classic trick that they always play <clears> in these kind of any looter shooter um where you're moving through an area mm. if you reverse that area and have the person go back in the opposite direction. Oh, yeah. Been oh, it's great. The entire way. Yeah. Like, you literally feel like you're in a new place. Yep. So that's a really cool design trick. Yep. But there are literally new areas. Like, that's awesome. The yeah. forges are, you go under uh, this cabal base on Earth, uh, like deep into the mountain, and all of a sudden you see this thing just like sitting there like, oh, shit, this has been here like the whole time. That's so dope. they are right. actually crafting new spaces to, yeah. to play these activities in. That's nice. Yeah. That's great. It's good stuff. I'm excited to uh, experience more about it as I like time it. goes on. Bruce Grimm. Bruce yeah. Grimm. Welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, Thanks we went off again. on tangents there, man, like crazy. That's all right. Sorry. All good things to talk about, I think. Yeah. 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 So uh, what have you been up to? How's so I... Uh, what are you playing? I know you've been yeah. spending some time into some specific things. That yeah, yeah, right. Uh, so I've been here, us. I mean, I was here a couple months ago, right? Since then, uh, again, I... <laughs> Last <laughs> time we were here was the World of Tanks episode. 
Yes, correct. You, you is, informed us on World of Tanks. World of mm-hmm. Tanks, the, Were you one there? of the biggest MMOs. Yeah. yeah, and funny enough, uh, I mean, we're talking about this later in gaming awards, but it actually just won Golden Joystick again for most active players still playing MMO. Are you tanking it? I'm, I'm tanking so all the time. So, out of all, I'm still tanking. Yeah, so I, massively I, I, multiplayer yeah. online games. Mm-hmm. World of Tanks has the largest population, hands down. No, it had the most. It had the most community votes in the Golden Joystick Awards, which are community okay. votes on people voting on games that they are still playing. Got it. Right? So Got you it. have Got to it. have had the Joystick Awards. I think the way it works is some of your different ones, right? Like your best new game, best single player, best multiplayer, whatever. And it won, I think for the fourth or fifth, maybe even sixth time, it won the Golden Joystick for active, continued players for you know long-time running games. So like D2 has been around, what, for two and a half years now, right? Going on two, two years? Three years, possibly? Uh, for D2, year and a half. Yeah, year and a half. As a whole, since 2014. Okay, so there you go, right? Argument, so, yeah. like, if people were still playing, let's say, Fallout 76 in two years, it would you could vote on it for the Golden Joystick. Yeah. But, yeah, it was cool. Uh, so they gave... Uh, they've also... they uh, um, What I like about it, they, they, they've gave, like, they partnered with Twitch. So they get, like, loot crates now. So a lot of the games get, like, you know, unique unlockables and things mm-hmm. like that. I have Amazon Prime, so I have Twitch Prime. Um, so I got free shit, which I'm very happy about. Get you to play, get you give you some in game currency and gold, and get let you play like premium rental tanks for free. So yeah. again, it's it's drawing me back. And the winner, it's always fun. They have a winter event where like you have to do missions, then you get to decorate like your 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 garage with like Christmas lights and shit that like that. Cool. It's it's yeah. it's it's really like it's kind of childish, but you get like special rewards. Yeah, and dude, I love it, that like, shit. That it, playing... it brings you in again. It's a draw, right? It's something different. So yeah, I like Final it. Fantasy Eleven is one of the first big like MMOs that mm-hmm. I got into and when they had like a Christmas event and I could then keep these things and oh, like yeah. decorate yeah. my little house in this game with these lights <laughs> yeah. all the time just because I earned this thing yep. during Christmas. I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, you got like medals and banners and yeah, stuff GTA like that. Yeah, so. GTA did a, does snow mm-hmm. days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. GTA Online. That's uh, fantastic. Decorate you have, your apartment and you have all lo- that shit. Yeah, yeah. Look, what's the name of the town? Los Santos? Los Santos, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah, Los Santos is like covered in snow. It's That's great. In LA. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Um, but yeah, so I got a Battlefield Five. I'm, I'm a big Battlefield player. I'm very excited. I bought it. It's and, sitting, you, and you haven't played it yet. Sit my Xbox. I had, uh, next week is my Battlefield yeah. Five week. Yep, Battlefield Five, baby. Do you want to come over and sit on live stream? Yeah, if I'm able to, I'll and come watch over. me play Battlefield. Yeah, 5. I'll teach you a thing or two. Yeah, make fun of me. A yeah. lot of things have changed from Battlefield One. Um, this went back to uh, World War Two. 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 Yeah, so it's the first revisiting World War Two since God the, the original one. That Battlefield was 1943. Correct. That was the hype, and and they really so. Um, EA took, um, I mean, there's a lot of things to talk about, but I think from a game design standpoint, um, a really popular game currently and still is um, Rainbow Six Siege. It is, yeah. And so they took a lot of um, gameplay cues from that game. So player movement, right? So you can, when you go prone and you move backwards, you can look forward and then you're actually seeing your legs like you're crawling backwards which is cool right yeah. very immersive uh when you're sprinting and you crouch you kind of slide um one of the big things too that they change around gameplay from rainbow six siege is where there's no bullet deviation where your reticle is when the bullet leaves your gun is where your bullet will hit and that upset a lot of people and it but it also it made me very happy it made i feel like it made it more immersive it down the it reduced the time to kill and things like that and and um yeah. hit scan is what that system was called. yeah correct um not, so the, not actual bullet trajectories. You've got to just correct. put your reticle over someone and pull the trigger. Yep. You have to worry about and there and there is bullet drop, drop. Or, or things like that. Oh, so there, there is there bullet, is bullet drop. Drop, but there's no bullet deviation, right? So sniper rifle four hundred four hundred 
500 yards or whatever, you do have to aim above somebody's head and the bullet will arc. Will that change um, per weapon? Like, is it, yes. is, is it going to work like that for a long range sniper? Mm-hmm. But if you have just like, you know. Yeah, so bullets I don't know will. The guns in this game, but. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're all World War II guns. So bolt action rifles, semi automatic rifles, the, the, the assault rifle. There's one assault rifle, right? The STG 44. But there's a point was, where you don't really have to calculate. No, I mean, out to about, and this is where really most engagement take place anywhere between 30 to 50 meters, right? Yeah. That you put your reticle on somebody and the That's bullet will is. hit, yeah. right? Um, but the cool thing, too, is that just like in real life, there's bullet velocities, right? So things will travel faster and they will drop less. So bolt-action rifles, the bullets travel way faster than a pistol round, right? So there is that. Um, but yeah, overall, I think the uh, the overall gameplay I'm really happy with. I think they they tidied up a lot of things. It, it came out, and there was a lot of criticism from the original trailer around, you know, you had a, a woman running around with a prosthetic arm, and people were freaking out about historical accuracy. And, and the entire time I was thinking, I was like, this is it's a game. Yeah. Right. Like, let's like have some fun with it. It's customization, right? Like Battlefield. How dare one. there be a robot woman? Correct. In my in video World game. War Two. Exactly. Um, well, I thought there I'm was some. From the couch I thought there home. was some kind of historical precedent. Oh yeah. With with robot women. No, just <laughs> where the game takes place. It takes yeah. place in what? In campaign? Norway. So it yeah, takes place Norway. in Norway. It takes place in. And they um, had freedom fighters that were women. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and the Soviets actually had entire regiments and brigades made of entirely of women. Yeah, so it's just people not knowing history again and yeah. being fucking stupid. Oh, I have an immediate... I'm sorry to deviate. No, no, this. please go ahead. I have a redaction to make. I said oh, one geez. of the three families in this in <laughs> Black Armory was Norse, French, and Japanese. Yeah. It's Norwegian, French, uh, Japanese. Okay, gotcha. As you were so, talking about your town, yeah. I was like, oh shit, I said yeah, the wrong... Yeah. Uh, so just more refined. I mean, you know, Norwegians were Norse Norse isn't a nationality. Day, it's, a real, yeah. it's, it's like a... It's not even a religion. It's a cultural group. It's a cultural yeah. from a certain part of the world. I would say Norse people are kind of from the from the Scandinavian. You can say I, Norse. People, I couldn't huh? live with publishing this if I didn't fix that. So <laughs> fix it right. I had to. Um, but it's cool, right? So Battlefield Five kind of carried on Battlefield's one uh, war stories in single player, which was kind of dope, right? Really kind of didn't try those. Really, so I uh, play them once just to get a sense of it. But they're yeah. a lot of fun. I think they're they're I really did them cool. in the previous game in Battlefield. Yeah, 1. It, it goes back to you know what we talked about when I was last on the show, like single player games being pieces of art, right? Yeah. That's really what they are. They're they're very story driven. I mean, and they're cheesy, right? There's the Irish guy's always angry and cursing, and the the German guy is stoic and doesn't quite agree with the Nazi regime, right? It's always that very like video game uh, trope kind of people. But uh, th- does the game incorporate uh, the Nazi symbol? Yeah, uh, in America, it does. Yes, there are swastikas. I believe so. Really. You know that you ask, I don't know if I've come across a swastika. Right. Because the maps Call of, so du- there are Call iron, of Duty withheld swastikas. Yeah, there there are iron crosses on German tanks. The I think tanks, that's how the they, airplanes. Like, that's their symbol for it in these games. Yeah. I mean the iron cross is a real thing, right? It was the the Wehrmacht and and, and the Luftwaffe. But it didn't and, represent Nazism. No, it was it was a it was as, it's a military insignia, is really yeah. what it was. Um uh, and it's been military insignia in, in German history since I mean, yeah, the 17th it's, it's century. Yeah, it's no different than the skull the on the helmet. Yeah. But I don't actually know if there's any SS or uh, swastikas. I'm going to have to get back to you on that. I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't remember. I feel like in a game like... What were the guys like, with uh, the skulls on the helmet? Hussars? Is that what they're called? 
Well, Tortenkopf, which means like death head, but they were hussars usually. They yeah. were like elite yeah. shock troops, either cavalry or infantry. But I feel like in a game like this where you're inviting people to just come in and casually play and mm-hmm. have a, as, as many people involved in your game as possible, you're going to stay away from that symbology. Usually. Even though, even though it would be correct yeah. and historically accurate. Unlike and a game like Wolfenstein, where the point of Wolfenstein <laughs> is, over the place, is to right? murder Nazis, yes, you're going to use that symbol correct. to evoke a feeling yes. as the player and, right. and incite this like yep. need to like, like I'm going to fucking yeah. kill this person. Fucking kill but there is also, and this was something I was going to talk about, the, the multiplayer is, it, it, it definitely feels like an incomplete game in terms of content. I will say that. Um, it's and, just multiplayer, but not no no it's single player and oh, multiplayer. Okay. But that's what not, he was saying. The, the right. single player are like vignettes. They're right, little right, like right. right. They're, they have like three acts. They're right? one, and you're one, with one different one character stories. Yeah, correct. Uh, but they're neat. They're worth playing. You get you get some unlocks that you can do multiplayer. I got a one recently where if you play the first campaign is you play as a as a British um, uh, SBS special operations dude mm-hmm. blowing up an airfield. Um, when you unlock all the challenges in that campaign. You get in multiplayer. You get a weapon. You get a you get a cricket bat with a chain around. Oh, that's it. pretty cool. So when you melee somebody, it's just the most like disgusting, like blood splatters everywhere because it's literally a fucking cricket bat, like a baseball with a chain around it, and you beating somebody's head in with it. That's cool. When you melee that's them, amazing. Um, so the unlocks are cool. There's some incentive to play them, but multiplayer Did is really where Battlefield the, One have that benefit where you play the single player and gain multiplayer weapons. No, I think the single player only had just uh, unlocks for um, single player. For single player and, and, and trophies, right? So this, that's, a, that's a step in an interesting mm-hmm. direction. Which is cool. I, I always like that. Encourages people to play the single mm-hmm. player so that they can get some of the weapons yeah. for the multiplayer. Yep. I like that. Um, but in terms of the multiplayer, they revamped a lot. So I already mentioned kind of the bullet deviation, right? They revamped the classes. So you still have assault, um, medic, uh, support, and sharp scout, sharp, sharpshooter. Um, but it's neat because they really, they um, the classes were revamped to some degree. So they... Assault is kind of the the person always in the forefront. Got all the explosives, TNT, bazookas, all that stuff. Medic is all SMG based, so it's really they they put medic in a class where it is very much a close range class. You're supposed to be in the thick of it, fully automatic weapons, hard hitting, fast firing. You reviving people left and right, and you're on the front lines. Support right, you give ammo out. You got light machine guns, which you can fire from the hip and aim down sight. And you got medium machine guns like the MG42, Hitler's buzzsaw, which is a pretty cool weapon for like 1,200 rounds a minute. Literally mm-hmm. sound like paper tearing. Uh, watch some videos on it. It's pretty wild. Um, that's a medium machine gun. You can only fire it if you go prone or you put your bipod down. Otherwise, you're just spraying and praying, which is right, pretty cool. Right, it just cool. kicks too much. It just literally, like you, it's an anti-air gun after a couple yeah. seconds. Uh, and then you got scout, right? So you got semi-automatic rifles and bolt action rifles with them. Um, yeah, because the medic, they, the medic class in Battlefield One had yeah, what what did they have? They had they had semi-automatic rifles. Yeah, uh, which what which made them one of the most devastating classes in the game because yeah. you could two two hit headshot anybody in the game with a medic class. So what they and did now was <laughs> and you were a medic, right? So you had so it was really like one of the more powerful classes. And 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 this is where I was. I have some notes. Uh, People say that the medic class got nerfed hard in Battlefield Five, and there's a couple of reasons for that. I'll get to them in a second, but um, but it's cool because so they really um, Battlefield Five they took a direction where instead of with Battlefield Four, where you had everybody had an assault rifle and you were good in any range, any engagement, they forced you to make 
conscious decisions when you're attacking or defending or when you're in a gaming situation to pick the right class with the right weapon and load out or else you will be punished severely and you will not have a good time. And I've noticed this myself, right? I was mm. playing on an open map on a Ross where I was defending choke points or other yeah. flags in an open field and I played as medic and I was doing great reviving people but my SMG was useless because it was all open field. Sure, when enemies got close, I was mowing them down. I was reviving people. I was having a great time but I felt useless 80% you of the round. Like, cover, I couldn't do anything. Yeah. I was just building fortifications which is cool, right? I was helping my teammate out um, but it really makes you Make conscious decisions. So for that one, which what would have been the better fit? Scout or support, right? Laying down suppressive fire, rearming yeah, people. Yeah. Even assaults. What's cool about the assault is too, and this is this is where they they merged the classes a little bit. They gave assault SMGs and they also gave him semi-automatic rifles, which is cool. Yeah. Because it makes you place assault a little differently. And what's cool about it too, then you have you have class specializations. So I'll give you an example because this is one I've, I've, I've unlocked is support. You have support gunner and you have like vehicle buster. With vehicle buster, you get like you take less damage from explosions and you do more explosion damage or whatever. And then a support gunner, and this is one of my favorite things about it, is when you suppress an enemy, meaning when you fire several rounds near them, their vision gets kind of blurry. They can't aim down sight properly. They walk slower, all that kind of sh- shit happens to you. It doesn't damage you, but it suppresses you. It also spots enemies. And because the spotting mechanics were changed in BF5 to only scouts can spot with their spotting scope, or when you hit somebody, they get spotted. Support class now is very powerful because as you're spraying an area, you're just spotting enemies for your teammates, and then you can just mow them down. So the so changes, in Battlefield 5, scouts and support can spot. Correct. Actively. Yeah. Actively. Which is neat. I think, um, it, I think there's one thing to clarify yeah, for people who have never played Battlefield games at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's important to clarify that in one single match, a person can, when you die, mm-hmm. you essentially go out to a load screen mm-hmm. to load a different class. Yeah, you, it's you called it's called it's, the right. It's called the it's match. called deployment overview, right? And that's yeah. actually something that they talked about in the game development a lot too. Is as the battle progresses, right? As you move from a city map, the city part of the map, and assaulting flags to and you're talking to, about in operations, right? No, even in a single match, right? Let's say you, you play what's called front lines where the battle can move back and forth. You can actually, when you take all the strong points, you have to then blow up objectives. And they're saying, cool, this is open, but the objectives are all close, close combat. So instead of being a support person with a heavy machine gun, right, when you're assaulting the flags and covering your teammates, well, you don't want to play that when you get to the bomb objectives. You want to play a medic right, bring someone to else keep, the, that, yeah. keep the push going, right? You want to play a scout to pick off other machine gunners in the enemy team. Yeah, like so that. it encourages you. It's wonderful. These, I think these it's great. multiple part maps encourage you to just try all the classes Correct. and do it all and figure out. Well, again, it comes back to what I said first is it you will have a better time and you will do better if you if you consciously say, cool, we don't need a scout right now. We need a oh, support yeah. gunner, yeah. right? Or Adjusting we need a medic. for your position all Correct. the time. 100%. Correct. Um, yeah, and Country Boy, and that's, <laughs> that's Country Boy's primary frustration because... Correct. Country Boy in all previous games was... Played as a medic. One, no, no, he was 100% scout. Oh, you're right. No, sorry. And that was another big change that I can mention as well. So he's, yeah. he's basically pissed because the game is now forcing him to switch off the, his, his gold class or whatever. Right, yeah. Can one other another, as a scout? You could, yeah, you, you could stay as a scout. Sure, but the thing is then, when it's all closed combat, what are you going to do with a bolt-action rifle? Which, by the way, they changed. Right from Battlefield 1, there were, there were sweet spots. 
where if you had a bolt action rifle in a certain specific target range, it would be a one hit kill no matter where you hit the enemy, torso and headshot. Oh, they so got rid of that. Oh, you so could they just added a lot of that point. Probably correct. Yeah. They got they put skill back into it where only a headshot will do a one shot kill from any range with a sniper rifle. Otherwise, it does about sixty to sixty five damage, which still is a two shot, and they fire pretty quickly if you can re center your your reticle. Um, but it's a lot more skill required. Yeah. And you have, I mean, I played against snipers who have been intensely frustrating to play against and I felt like completely outgunned. <laughs> um, but then other one, other times I pick up my sniper rifle and I'm just like popping heads left and right when yeah. they're assaulting a flag or something. So, uh, no, it's great. I think there were, there's, it really makes you make conscious decisions about your gameplay. Um, and what's cool too is that, you know, they introduced attrition, which you talked about before the show. I'll just mention that briefly. So, and this is where uh, Country Boy's frustration comes in as well, right? With the meta class being nerfed, anybody can pick up a down teammate if you're in a squad. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. is new. Yeah. In my mind, this is wonderful because all the Call of Duty idiots who are running around chasing a KDA don't like the game anymore because it rewards squad play. It yeah. rewards balanced attacks and squad play and de- defensive maneuvers right yeah, and if you I stick heard together there's, like, there's crews of people in there who are doing that really correct well. because yeah. what you're doing is you don't need you technically don't need a medic I, I i still i think a medic is really important because you provide unlimited health packs because attrition is important and you when you are in several firefights you will not recover all your hp after a while um but you, in battlefield one squads would play with four medics three medics and a support and they would destroy people now all you need is one medic Maybe support in two assaults or whatever, and you can keep a push going indefinitely. And I think that's a really good change because it, it makes you, again, play with your squad and focuses on what makes Battlefield great and sets it apart from Call of Duty is squad conscious team play, which I love. So I'm very happy about that. And then customization has stayed the same. What's kind of cool, what you mentioned with, with D2, there's some Western weapon specializations which are neat too. So you can actually have. A machine gun you can pick between a bigger mag and less recoil, right? You can mm-hmm. on a scout rifle you can pick between a faster re-zeroing and less and faster moving when scoped versus less upward recoil. Yeah. Um, so it's cool. It makes you again like pick. Yeah, you can pick the way you for play, play even with it with the same weapon, which is neat. So I like that a lot. Um, yeah, overall super happy with the experience. I'm excited. There's an expansion that was dropped today, so several new multiplayer weapons. I have not been able to play it unfortunately. Jesus. Um, yeah, big patch already today. Damn. Um, pretty good. And they didn't, and I'm very excited. There isn't yeah. a season pass, right? There's not, which I'm also very happy about. So it's battlefield one. Cause I, again, I love the battlefield series and I'm a sucker for it. I bought the season pass. It was about a 50 bucks extra and you got all the expansions Jeez. for battlefield one, battlefield one. Yeah. yeah and I bought based it on that price I bought it too. for however, having played battlefield one and I can talk about battlefield one. Cause I think I, I do want to share some good things about kind of closing that game out and it coming to the end of its life cycle. Um, for me, it was worth it. Yes, I played that game. I logged several hundreds of hours of game time. Yeah. So it was absolutely worth it for me. I loved it to death. It was a fantastic game. I th- and what really was exciting, too, is in the last couple months, um, they made, they removed the paywall, kind of setting up themselves up for Battlefield Five, and gave everybody all the expansion and all the weapons, which was neat. And what's crazy about it is the last couple months in Battlefield One of its existence, the server population went up like threefold which mm-hmm. was insane which is amazing hmm. um what drove that so a couple of like on ps4 it was a free-to-play weekend so i'm sure people bought okay. it after that yeah, yeah um they had special deals i mean it was like 20 bucks at gamestop right um but i think it was also the fact that they removed the paywall right ea said hey we're gearing for battlefield 5 no more paywalls no more premium pass everyone's going to get everything no matter which version of the game you buy 
Um, there's a deluxe edition, so you got early access and you got special game skins and you got more company coin, which lets you buy customization options, right? And get kind of so it was party time. weapon progression. Correct. Point. Yeah. Um, but it was awesome. It was really, really cool. Um, good kind of close out to the game. I am happy I ended on a high note because it was definitely one of my favorite battlefields. Um, but I think a lot of the hate in Battlefield 5 comes from the fact that Battlefield 3 was kind of the revisitation of the modern shooter from Battlefield 2 and it took a step back from like the futuristic one and the Vietnam one and everything and Bad Company. Um, There was a futuristic one? Yeah, Battlefield 2142. Never even fucking heard of that. Yeah, you don't need to hear about it. You're good. I'm sorry I mentioned it. Um, (laughs) Core gameplay wise again, it was great, but it was... You knew about that? Yeah, it had fucking laser weapons and like... Reskin. Let's leave it there. Um, (laughs) Reskin. Full circle. Yeah, the R word. Um, But Battlefield 3 to Battlefield 4, it took a really big leap and kind of equalized a lot of weapons. And that's where um, Country Boy, we differed as well. I love Battlefield 3. He loves Battlefield 4. And I think our division on Battlefield 1 versus 5 comes from that as well. 1 took a lot from 4, and 5 took a lot from 3. Um, gameplay wise, weapons wise, class balance wise, the way the game plays out, right? Making conscious decisions about your class and the way you play. And so I think that's where, why I love Battlefield 5 so much is because it, it copied a lot from Battlefield 3 that in my mind made that game great in terms of squad play, in terms of whatever, right? Gameplay balance and all that stuff. And of course there's still bugs. Don't get me wrong. Like the, the resing function is still buggy. Um, you know, I mean, it's a, it's only been out for a month and it's a yeah. big multiplayer game, just like Fallout 76 and things are getting fixed. There's already, again, this patch today had a huge weapon rebalance already. So certain guns are getting nerfed. Others yeah. are getting buffed as always. Um, but good things are coming, sure. right? A lot of, a lot of new content. Currently, there's also, you only play as the Brits versus the Nazis. Um, That's the only options. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So all the maps are like France, Africa, Belgium, and the Netherlands. And that's it. And so, right, my, my hunch gonna, is that... Yeah, they're going to come up of course, with yeah, they're, a couple they're, of campaigns. Yeah, they're going to have to be Soviets in there, right? Like a Stalingrad map and Kharkov and outskirts of Moscow and Kursk and all that great stuff. What like about the... Tank battle maps. Pacific well, and then the Americans, theater. right. And they're going to come out, and I hope, I really hope they come out with Japanese and Americans ones as well. Yeah. Because it's cool because also your, your customization options for weapons and, cla- for weapons and classes go by nation. They, that's what I'm saying. So they, when you play as the allies, you can have a totally different loadout because you know... It's all based on what they would have used. Exactly right. I mean, you can, you can do that, but just like Battlefield, you, they, the weapons are balanced around... Everybody has a starter weapon. It's a Sten gun for the medic, and it's yeah. good. Actually, the starter weapons are amongst the best weapons, which I actually love about Battlefield, is new players are never at a disadvantage, right? All the customizations are unlocked. You have good weapons right off the gate. In fact, the KE-7, the support gun... Um, I have not switched out of it. I play support. That's my main class, and I, I'm mastering it. So there's special proficiencies you can get. Get, like, gold magazines and shit like that. It's, nice. like, all the stupid cool. stuff. But no, Battlefield Five. highly recommend it. I already bought it. That's great. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm good. Um, you don't have to sell me on that shit. But PS4. I play on PS4, so I don't know if we can squat up. I apologize. No. But yeah. But I'll come by. We'll play it on stream. Um, yeah, I think it would be cool for you to sit next to me and just criticize what I'm doing. <laughs> I'd watch that stream. Now yeah, I'd I watch a shit. Out of now that I will say, Battlefield Five, because of the greatly reduced time to kill, uh, is a lot less forgiving than previous Battlefield. Means I'm going to die a lot. Yes, mm-hmm. it's good. That'll and, be and good quick, for the audience and quick. <laughs> and again, the patch today addressed. You know, time I'm all to about death. making good TV. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's your driving force. Yeah. No other reason. Just yeah. 
But it's cool because there's also, this is the final thing I'll say, and I learned this myself, time to death and time to kill is actually different. Where time to death is like latency on a server and like suddenly you feel like somebody just one-shotted you. They're fixing that issue as well with this big today patch. I'm excited to go home and play it and figure out what, what they changed. I'm sure there'll be a lot of stuff that changed. But um, again, it's, it's, it can only go up from here. And it's already, I think, at a really good, really great place. Nice, in terms of the Battlefield good to hear, titles. I, like, the, I've been in my own little little bubble yeah, yeah, yeah. of the games that I've been playing. So it's good yeah. to, and refreshing and people, to hear your experience. Yeah, and people that if you, you know, if you have some time on YouTube, the people that I usually follow, they're kind of the people who I, I take gameplay cues from. I think they've helped me get better are... What is it? Level Cap, Westy, and Jack Frags. They're in like competitive clans, but they uh, they're on douchebags. Yeah. They'll actually like make it relatable and be like, "Hey, like this map, play this gun," and and they give you really good advice on how to become a good battlefield player, right? Moving from the Call of Duty experience or other shooter experience like Fallout seventy six or or Destiny, even. Yeah. Um, they make it really accessible and they're really good. They release content pretty regularly. So Level Cap, Jack Frags, and Westy, highly recommend those nice. guys on YouTube. Very cool. cool. Well, I think. Uh, what do you think? Let's let's yeah. with the game awards coming out on Thursday. Yeah, let's go through the nominations and pick what we think. You have the time. You have a longer drive than me. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. We could we could probably if we're we can do a quick if one. we're efficient about this yeah. we can yeah. probably make the episode an hour and a half ish somewhere. In we there. can do like a call out right. You can be like cool like game of the year. Here are the titles and then we just say that's, our favorites. That's, that's exactly what okay. we're going to be a discussion. Do, do um, that. There were some other like news points, but a lot of those are actually based on rumors of things that might get announced mm-hmm. on game awards so i think we skip going over all the little like minutiae of Abs- things yeah, that, are, that are being discussed yeah um and we'll just go right into game awards so game awards are going to be 8 30 p.m eastern time this thursday so thursday when you 6th, listen right? to this more than likely it's tonight yes right yes yeah uh 8 30 p.m on uh Mm, yes, Thursday. Sorry, yeah. they they were getting the, times the for like right? used to for the be on UK Spike and TV like, when like, that existed. Oh, what man. channel is it on now? That's a they started on Spike TV. Yeah, Spike TV. Spike TV doesn't. I'm on exist IGN's anymore. article and like they're giving you all the places to watch on IGN. But I'm sure if you've got a favorite place to watch, look for it. Content. Cool. Content. Thursday. Content. It'll be there. Um, yeah, I mean, guess these days it's like with Twitch and Mixer. Yeah, it's yeah. I gar- I, watch it on Twitch and Mixer. Bottom line, a that's game your TV. Be watching this is going to be on right. on Twitch or For Mixer any game awards yeah. show. Just watch yeah. it on Twitch. There's yeah. no point watching it anywhere um, else. But there's going to be a lot that people are going to announce because they've been interspersing announcements on these in the past couple of years. Their rumor is that the Avengers Four trailer is going to drop Ooh. during this as well for the first time. Hell yeah, that's a real thing. Oh, you didn't know that? Well, I know it's going to drop on Wednesday. That's what I heard. Was it Wednesday? I thought it was the Game Awards. No, they've announced that the Avengers 4 trailer is Wednesday. The directors of Avengers 4 will be presenters at the Game Awards. That's a confirmed thing. They don't, they're not planning on oh. aligning these things up together? Maybe it's on Thursday. I don't know. You're reading an article. I'm just sitting here like a dumb Well, now I'm, I have to dive into this to make sure I'm saying the right things here. Yeah, I, all I've heard is Wednesday. Avengers 4 trailer. They might be talking about this new upcoming Avengers game, possibly. Hmm. Like an Avengers online game. Uh, like that's a shared world. Pro- uh, re- at the Game here. Awards, that might be fucking real. Yeah, that'd mm-hmm. be dope. What? Well, we'll see. Tune in. <laughs> anyway, let's go through the nominations yeah. for what is officially, uh, what has been voted on for these categories. Mm-hmm. And then we'll kind of uh, make some predictions and we'll see how close we are 
to the yeah, actual awards. It. We'll recap in the next week. I mean, this article says Avengers 4 trailer Wednesday morning. You would know that better than I would. So yeah. I trust you. I've been hyped for it all week. <laughs> so, Dude, I watched that fucking Captain Marvel trailer where you got the seer and yo, fucking stop, action. Stop, stop, stop. I haven't watched it yet. Okay. I don't know how. Don't ruin it. All I was going to say, it's accurate to the comics. Okay. Awesome. Cool. Then I'm excited. That's cool. Cool. Please right, watch right, right. it. Yeah, I, no, I will. We're watching I, I will. it. At, we're watching it right after we're done. Perfect. That's great. That sounds great. I'm very excited we'll about. Put it. it on the fucking TV. Out sounds there. good. Should I go? Here's a question, guys. Should I go like bottom to top? Because they have like the game of the year at the top, and I could reverse. Oh it yeah, to yeah, make yeah, it yeah. Like Bottom reverse. to top. Yeah. Bottom yeah. to top. Yeah. So they're. We're not going to do best actor at the Oscars no, first. No. That'd be no one fucking watch it. The bottom moment is pretty silly here. It's his favorite favorite moment of 2017. As in, like, something that happened either maybe at the Game Awards last year or just the whole year. Okay. I'm guessing it's the Game Awards specifically. I didn't watch, like, the actual broadcast. So no. these are moments that happened during the Game Awards. Okay. If you guys didn't watch these, we'll skip these and go right into the actual, like, like content of things. I did not. Speaking of me. content, uh, our first category we're going to guess on tonight is the content creator of the year. The options are Dr. Lupo, Myth, Ninja, Pokimane, and Wily Rex. Or Willy Rex. I don't watch any of them. Dr. Lupo. That's the only name yeah. I recognize. I think, uh, so this I is, mean, Ninja is just so transformative. I don't know how you don't right. go with Ninja for this. And the thing, and the thing too, which, which I really appreciate, and again, I don't watch him much. I watch recordings of him. I don't watch him live ever. Mm-hmm. I'm not a subscriber. He has, he has, in a good way, I believe, transformed the way streaming can and should be done. Yes. He's brought a lot of positive attention yeah. to it. Yeah, and he's, he's very positive. He doesn't, he doesn't curse much. Um, I think out of the people that make content and broadcast, he's one of the best yeah. role models you could. And he's have. and he's also very he's open, right? Yeah. He he's very commu- community yeah. driven. He connects to people. There have been like I mean I would too if I was making two hundred thousand dollars a month, but like <laughs> yeah. yeah, sure. I mean, and of course there have been moments in controversies, air quotes and stuff. Um, but like anyone that lives their life as much in the public, right? Like you're gonna have moments like that, but he's well, been very like mature about correct. dealing with mistakes right. and and growing. And let's put it this way: he didn't go to Japan and videotape a fucking dead person hanging from a tree. He didn't do that. Yeah, so no. let's that's yeah. a low bar to he go beyond. But did yeah. not I know say. about that guy. Yeah. yeah, what's that fucking um, dude's name? Logan something. Uh, Logan Paul. Okay, he's gonna be like. I'm sorry, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. He, I, 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 he, uh, yeah, he I know. I was like, yeah. let's not just give him. You know, everyone knows who it is. Fucking anyway. Um, yeah, the only other person like you, uh, Felix that I know on this list is Dr. Lupo because he came from destiny mm-hmm. from the destiny community. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's now he actually, he plays with Ninja. He's like one of Ninja's yeah, main like buddies. Super famous, man. I'm, I'm like, Ninja has been around for years. I know Locke like mm-hmm. has familiarity with Ninja and has watched him multiple years. I'd say Dr. Lupo has more of a tie to me and I'm just stoked to see him have as much success yeah. almost as Ninja has. But I think the year has been dominated by him and where he's taking streaming. I really so. hope it's not Pokemon. Yeah. I don't know what, what? Fucking don't know who that guy. I know is. it's Pokemon is a she. Yeah. <laughs> it's a she. I don't know what she did. To she be plays League of Legends to be this, which is I mean the year. the League's largest a pretty esports. Big year too, yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, he always has big. Years. These next ones, I don't know any of these, but I'll read them out loud to see if uh, if you guys either know or if listeners out here would like to make their own decision. Best esports moment of 2018. This was C9's comeback uh, win in triple overtime versus Phase G2 beating RNG KT versus IG base race. OG's massive upset of LGD or Sonic Fox side switch against Go One in DBZ. Do we know what games they were played in? Uh, some of these say the game, like the last one mentions yeah. the DBZ, DBZ Fighters game um, or Fighters. I think Z. the uh, so not all of these don't. The first and third one I think are League of Legends moments, which I remember both of them. Mm-hmm. If they are, because the team names also correspond to that. Yeah. Uh, 
I feel like I can't comment on this. I have to abstain because I just Those, don't. If, you, if it's easier to read, I'll show you the list right there. Yeah, I have G2. No, I have literally no comment on this one. Yeah, G2 beating. No comment. G2 beating RNG is definitely League of Legends. And I think KT versus IG and Base Race is also League of Legends. I watched G2 and I think they actually won Worlds in League of Legends. And they okay. were like. I mean, it was like. Uh, it was like the underdog story. It was a Cinderella story because they also kind of came out of nowhere. Again, I don't know the other places, so I don't know if I can. I feel like I should abstain. But yeah, they're all esports heavy. But that was that was a fucking um, great moment. (laughs) These first couple of decisions, watching it. So I didn't Uh, watch it live again. I watched highlights, but uh, that was a fantastic. Are you familiar with esports coaches? Or I'm sorry, esports hosts? No. Okay, so we'll skip that. We'll skip. There's actually a coach category too. (laughs) So I'm gonna I'm gonna read these for you guys out there listening to this. We're not gonna vote on these because we have zero uh, familiarity. The best esports host nominees are Alex Golden Boy Mendez, Alex Machine Richardson, Anders Bloom, uh, Ify, FJ, F. Hey, uh, who, who are all Scotes, these people? Hosts. Oh, I, I, I should I know butchered about these the people. Shit out of the name. Eh, not necessarily. Depends yeah. on what. I just don't watch esports. Yeah. Uh, Paul Ooh, Red Eye uh, Shaloner. Okay. Shaloner is the uh, other host. And then going over to coaches. Uh, these are the nominees for best esports coach: Bach Reapered Han Gyu, Christian. Uh, there's two P's: P Para P Passarel, Bonasianu, Danny Zonic Sorensen, Dylan Falco, Jakob Yamato Cannon, Medby, <laughs> uh, Medby, star, uh, uh, Janko YNK uh, Ponovic. The Yamato Cannon. If any of these guys listen to our podcast, I apologize for misspelling your name yeah, and also sorry. not knowing your profession. Um, I mean, it just sounds like you're reading like computer code. Like. <laughs> <laughs> and today and in Python coding, this one will be uh, again more for Bruce Graham here. Yeah, best esports event. Okay, we hear it. We've got the Elog Major Boston mm-hmm. 2018, Evo 2018, League of Legends World Championship. Overwatch League Grand Finals, the International 2018. Which mm-hmm. of those would you say? So again, I only saw clips from two. Uh, sorry, three. I saw the Overwatch League of Legends. And what there's the other three? Um, there's the one just called the International 2018. No, I did not watch that one. There's Evo 2018. Evo, I think I saw. Yeah, and I think then, I saw Evo. Uh, e Log. It's not E League. It's E Log. It's E L A G U E Major Boston 2018. Yeah, I just uh, maybe I'm biased. So I've been playing League of Legends since like season two, mm-hmm. since pretty much it was in beta almost. Uh, I you, love that G two won. I think it's just a you, fantastic. You play League, League of Legends? Legends? I don't want to say I played actively because I play like two three games a week, and they're long games, they're like twenty to forty minute games. But I do play. I, I watch oh. streamers from Did, that game. Didn't know. Um, it, it's all. It's a game that stuck with me. I keep not playing for like months, and then I play a couple of games. It's it's just fun to come back to. It's yeah. a, it's a really old. I played it since college. I mean, I kid you not, I've been playing it for ten years since season two. Um, it's just a lot of fun. It's a MOBA. It's a MOBA. It's uh, pretty much based on like Defense of the Ancients, um, right. Dota, like Dota two, right? Yeah. Dota and Dota two. I, I lane went, defense with a jungler, yeah. team based. Went whatever. through a period trying to. It's a lot of fun trying to play those games, and I they don't click. For me, I see the appeal yeah. 100%, but I spend a lot of time with um, Heroes of the Storm trying to oh, like, yeah. really get into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I just don't like the MOBA mm. vibe. I see the appeal yeah. for sure. It's very strategic, it's yep. uh, very esports friendly because right. you can 
uh, you can iterate on what you know and make Correct. strategies, and there's not a lot of randomness, which I think yep. uh, we'll get to this. Why I'm kind of delineating this <laughs> because we're going to get to a, a question about best esports game and some mm. of the games I don't agree with that are on that gotcha. list. But we'll we'll get to that point. Yeah. Um, the only other two specific people and team related questions we have best esports team and best esports player. Mm. So let's rip the bandit off of these really quick, and we can get into the actual game game games. Uh, best esports team: Astralis. Cloud9, Fnatic, London Spitfire, or OG? Any of you guys have opinions on any of these esports teams? I mean, I know Fnatic and Cloud9 are like, I mean, they are, they're like perennial names in yeah, Cloud9, right? They, they have, place. And, and they play, I mean, they compete in Counter Strike, League of Legends, World of Tanks. I mean, they're literally everything. Mm-hmm. And they have like junior league teams and shit like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're just a staple of the, of, of the gaming industry at this point. I mean, they're, Right, they're edifices. They're part of it. So for sure. So at this point, this is really just for you listeners out there at home. Yeah. You're going to make your decisions uh, Thursday morning and see how well you do because <laughs> we don't have familiarity with these. But the last one that we're going to hit. Well, can I defend myself just a little bit? Why I mean, do you, Why do you feel bad about this? Yeah. No, I don't I, feel I, bad. I a lot of shit. Oh, okay. I was going to say the reason why I don't know enough about any of this is because the sport part of esports mm. is what I don't care about in life. Like you're a big fan of like the Flyers and you're a big fan of like the Phillies and I'll go to games, but I'm not there for the competitiveness of it. Like you, I'm there, there for so the spectacle of being in a big place. In games as no, like I don't really have an interest in competitive gaming. Okay, that's, at that's, all. That's fair. And I'm not saying that that's not valid. Like no, if you're not. into that, you know. It's, I don't think it's anyone huge. at home was listening. Like you know what. I'm fine with everyone else, but I really would wish Felix would defend would, himself here. Would like I'm, I'm no, or or I really wish Felix would like competitive gaming, but he can't. No, yeah, there's just nothing in my no, body. Yeah. Like even when I play a game, like because we talked about it earlier yeah. extensively, Battlefield Five. I'm not there for the competitive nature of the game at all. I'm right. there for World War Two. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's I want to be in World War Two. Like so, that's kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. that's what my thing. My it's escapism. I not hear you. Competition. Yeah. I hear you. You know, so I'm it's not fair. like I'm not criticizing anybody who is values this. Yeah. You no, know? as you shouldn't. Yeah. Uh, then we get best esports player. These are the nominees for mm-hmm. best esports player: Dominique Sonic Fox McLean, Hajime Tokido Taniguchi, Starcraft, Gian <laughs> Uzi Zihao, uh, Zihao. Yeah, he League of Legends. Uh, Uzi. Yeah. Alexander Simple Kostelev. Sung Hyun, Jejo, Nak, Bang. So if you know who those players are. The only person on the list is Uzi. And he is one of the all-time greatest attack damage carry League of Legends players. In the We're going to go with Uzi. Yeah. Gonna go Uzi. Uzi. Uzi sounds good. Sounds yeah. great. I'm going with Bruce Grimm. Brat, brat. I mean, <laughs> big surprise here. I just found out that Bruce Grimm played League of Legends. Yeah. So like, yeah. And well, I didn't even know that. Speaking of that, now we're going to get into the best esports game. Mm. These are the right. five nominees. Well, Fortnite, right? <laughs> CSGO, Dota 2, Fortnite, mm. League of Legends, Overwatch. If they're up to me, I would say either League or Overwatch, yeah. based on how well, games are currently being consumed. So one of my my um, somebody I know actually organizes and globally the CS:GO scene, and he does mm. all the esports crackout tournaments, all that stuff. I've now CS:GO is a staple, yeah, for and sure. I and it, and it's really and it and I'm going to go with CS:GO, and here's why: 
this game has been around since like 1999. Yeah, like it's pretty much an unaltered state. Changed, yeah. and it's and it's one of these games where, from a gameplay perspective, there is a a ceiling that you reach when you understand every map and every nook and cranny and every weapon and recoil and all that stuff. Right? There's no randomness to it. As but any yet, high level sporting event gets correct. to be, and and that's why I appreciate it so much. There is no weirdness randomness to it it's very straightforward very linear in a way and it comes down to at a certain level it is a pure expression of skill yeah i think i'm gonna have to go with that that's actually a really good and convincing argument i might have to change my uh change my mind um the current game there and i can make the same point for Fortnite too right but like i I feel like in csgo i feel like the opposite happens with Fortnite. the entire premise that's true yeah because there's spawns everything is random you could could be in a tournament no you're right fall in and just not find a gun yeah literally be a thing that happens and then you're then you're out because you didn't have a gun no you're right that to me should disqualify it from this entire category you're saying the version of csgo they're playing right now is from 99 or no no i'm saying counter-strike as a game right counter-strike has came out 98 or 99 i think yeah it was based on came out with half-life Right. It was based on the Half-Life engine. It came out, Counter-Strike. Had bots in it, which was just amazing. That's what I did. Played against bots. Um, and really, the maps did the same. Like, you have the Italy map, which is an, a staple of that game series. And there have been some tweaks to it, right? To fix some firing lanes and whatever. But the, the gameplay of Counter-Strike has not changed. It's oh, amazing. Got it. That's a really good point. I would have gone with Overwatch because it's the one that I have the most familiarity with. But it's also uh, a, a good balance between action mm-hmm. and... Choosing your team, yes. counterplay for sure, because yes. again, you can adjust on the fly. Yep. You die, you can respawn as a different yep. character, you can adjust your strategy. And it's another set, like, arena. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what these character skills are, you know how they should be used, you know the maps. And then, it's actually a lot like League of Legends in that way. Yeah. It's a lot like League of Legends. Mm-hmm. Especially like with all the different skills your yes. characters can use. Yes. I mean, the, the only difference is that in League of Legends, you can pick any character on any map. Well, there's only one map, but. On it, on any any character can be played any time. Yeah, as long as just not on the well, same. I was going to say the like team, the game Overwatch coming out was seemed like it was built to be a game for an arena, like in its development. Yeah. They wanted it to mm-hmm. be something that grew to a, a next level. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of like esports, right. I, it might, you know, you might be so bold to say that it was built to be an esports game. I think it was. Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah. You can't go in and just game. play it by yourself because you're not right. going to have a good time. You have to have a team around you. Right. And that's why I don't have yeah. fun playing it. Yeah, I don't either. So. <laughs> so I'm not saying anything all right. to all you people out there who love the game. I just. So let's. Uh... Oh, who are we going to go with as a we can we don't have to actually land on one yeah. as a show. I'm going to go with Overwatch. I think your CS:GO I'll go with Overwatch CSGO. too. Yeah. That was a very well articulated argument. And the Swedes always win in it. Like this best player in the world so they're just like really <laughs> super like chill about it. They're just Swedish, like oh yeah, I did all right in the game and I got some headshots <laughs> and I uh yeah, it was a good round for me. Yeah. Nailed Thank it, you. Dude. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> they're like super humble. I just play, man. Oh God! I just yeah, my mother watched, called me on dude, my cell phone and I talked thing. to her a little Sorry. bit. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> she congratulated I'm me. I'm remembering this right. Like the the Skarsgård family, they're all like Swedish. <laughs> yeah. I was watching uh, Alexander Skarsgård. You know, oh, they're, they're Danish or Swedish? Yeah, one of the two. No, yeah. I think they're Swedish. Yeah. Tarzan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So I'm watching him in an interview, 
and he was talking about how there's like this, and I don't know the Swedish. He he said whatever, but the basic implication there's this kind of idea that you you never you never should take like uh, be in the center of the spotlight. Basically, this kind of idea, and all Swedish people yeah. are ingrained with this, like humbleness, right? Right, humility. So, so humility. he has this like huge duality in his mm-hmm. life where. Half of his life is he has to be in the center of the spotlight. And the other half is mentally inside. He's like, you know, like completely wanting to tell people to not do this. Don't mm-hmm. make him the center of attention. There was an episode yeah. of... He's um, torn in this... That's great. This dichotomy of like, oh shit, you know, like, what am I going to do? They're, <laughs> they're, you know, like, that's great. he doesn't want to thank people for anything. Yeah, like, right. Because he doesn't want to be in the spotlight. Yeah. It's crazy. There was an episode of no, of Parts Unknown, Anthony Bourdain's mm-hmm. travel show, his, his more recent one, where he went to, um, I believe it was Sweden, mm-hmm. and talking to the people there, that was literally part of the conversation. Like, hey, you went and like made your own restaurant that was so against the grain of what was happening here. Like, how did that feel? Because that's very anti-culture here. Yeah. Like, putting yourself or your idea they don't want to take credit for anything and yeah. he, the guy was like uncomfortable talking he's like yeah. yeah i know it's like it was like tough to to actually get that done mm-hmm. so it just it's aligning with with that whole yeah, yeah, yeah. whole conversation it's funny when we talk about anthony bourdain when i made a fun when i made a joke about a swedish csgo player that's this is how the world works <laughs> that's how the world this is how i this love podcast anthony bourdain works. dude I oh yeah him. rest in peace man yeah dude seriously all right best debut indie game mm-hmm. here's are the nominees for best debut indie game oh i'm sorry real quick I have a correction for my correction. Okay. The first thing I said originally was correct. It's a Norse family, not a specifically Norwegian family. (laughs) All right. Yeah. Oh, wow. Which does not exclude. You redacted your redaction. I did. Mm. I did. did. Again, couldn't live with myself. Unpurge the purge. Yeah. Funny. Uh, Best debut indie game nominees. Donut County, Florence, Moss, The Messenger, Yoku's Island Express. I've not played any of them, so I will remain silent. <laughs> um, the one I haven't played these specifically, but I've watched a couple of these. Mm-hmm. Um, the one that I was most excited about and actually would still love to play is Donut County. Donut County <laughs> is a game where you play as a hole. You play as a hole in the ground, and you have to swallow things in the hole. And everything that you swallow makes the hole a little bit bigger. So you can't obviously swallow the house first. You got to swallow the, like the uh, the bug, and then like. Then the pair of scissors. This is like that, and, that, and something that, else, and then you swallow bigger and bigger things, oh God, and the whole gets that, bigger. This is that PS2 game where you're a ball and you keep getting bigger, and it's the weird Japanese uh, Katamari. Katamari, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you're I, not a ball; you're a hole. That's fantastic. Donut hole sounds amazing, and I'd love to play it one day. <laughs> you know, there's an iOS game, Hole IO. That is, oh, is that? That is that. That's that. Yeah, you said Donut Hole. It's called yeah. Donut County. Donut County. Yeah, yeah. Never heard of it. Very simple. I'm terrible. Game I concept, think that's the but, best debut yeah. indie game. Fantastic. All right, we're going to go with Donut. I don't donut, know any of those titles, County? so we're good. I'm um, terrible. It's, it's fine. I also uh, don't, play, I don't here, play indie games either. Here is another category you're going to know nothing about, but it's fine because I'm not going to know anything either. I don't think Love any it. of us here are. Love it. Uh, best student game nominees for best right. student game. Right, Combat what? 2018, Dash Quasar, Jira, Lif, RE, colon, Charge. Recharge. Hmm. Don't know any of them. Got to abstain. Mm. Abstain. Well, Combat 2018 sounds like it's a remake of the Atari game. I was, was going to say it sounds very Atari, where it's just yeah. like a thing, the year. Yeah. Driving. Well, well, like Battlefield we'll 2142. 20, the one we don't talk I used about. to play the original Combat on Atari all the time. There you go. All right. 
Uh, best multiplayer game. All right. Now we've hit a wide category. Yeah. Call of Duty Black Ops 4. No. Destiny 2 Forsaken. Fortnite. Monster Hunter World. Mm-hmm. Sea of Thieves. I personally played all of these except Black Ops 4, but I've watched friends play a lot of that. Yeah. And it's really at this point just Black Ops version of a battle royale. Reskin. Yeah. Re- reskin. <laughs> Conceptual reskin. I've heard oh, right. it's very, very, very good. And I heard it. Yeah, the Battle Royale mode has, I've, I've heard multiple people, streamers and people that I follow on YouTube and, and whatnot, say that it's, it's a, a near perfect execution of it's the like Battle Royale mode. It's like everything that, um, like everything that we that, learned that from PUBG, PUBG be, yeah. and Fortnite and all the other Battle Royale modes, they've done right. Yeah. And they did a leg up, sure, but they just they executed flawlessly. And I'm actually excited. Later on, Battlefield 5 is getting a Battle Royale mode. It's still in testing yeah, gonna, right now. I'm going to play that. And that, if they can do, if they can emulate Call of Duty on that and, and get that gameplay right, I'm very excited. I don't like Battle Royale, generally speaking, but I'm excited about it. I'll, I'll put the nominees here so we can. Yeah. I don't have an interest in any Battle Royale because I don't like competitive gaming. Yeah. I'll say that again. Yeah. Um, but I'm definitely going to be playing that mm-hmm. for World War II again. Yeah, from what I would have, so based, I, would, on, I, I haven't played any of these, but yeah. from based on what I've been able to see streaming wise, Sea of Thieves just looked fucking hysterical, like a lot of fun, it, just like genuinely like bringing out the laughter. Well, I had no interest in the artwork, right? That was me, but you oh, you didn't? It. Okay, I, like, I, actually, I, liked, I liked, liked it. Yeah, um, sea I, I like that. Had some problems in terms of like again content and right. not having enough to do. If you had the right people, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. I played a little bit of it, but again, multiplayer, right? You yeah. gotta, you got, you got to, you got to squad up. But I would, you know, where I'm going to land. I'm going to Destiny, Destiny too. And I was going to support yeah. you on that because yeah. I do have experience playing Destiny, mm-hmm. and one of the best things that Destiny has always done is balance PVE and PvP perfectly. Yep. yep. And those other games just don't. Well, Fortnite is what it is. It's it's Warlock. Fun to hop, in, hop out. No, no, no. Warlock. PV- uh, well, blink, oh, sorry. Blink, Monster Hunter shotgun. does. Is, is Monster <laughs> Hunter more? P- There's no PvP in. Monster Hunter? There's well, it's just multiplayer game, PvP, right? PvP, but you right. would hunt monsters together. Correct. And here, I wouldn't say that is the best multiplayer game out of all of them because you can do all that on your own. You're just bringing yeah. people into your world. You don't actually have, have to, things right. to do that you can only do with friends. But I'm saying, like, all the games on there, the only one that does PvE and PvP, because we've had this argument on the show about best multiplayer game, and I've always so, believed that that a multiplayer game has to have both. I don't... So I'm going to say this and uh, PvP. without knowing a date, but apparently Sea of Thieves does have PvE content. Mm-hmm. And this is... As well as existing in a world... But it's not... Or we don't even know if it's going to be good. PvP by itself. Right. So the only game on there that does PvP... No, Destiny 2. I can, I can agree with that. Yeah. PvP and PvE well, yeah. both of them well, is Destiny. Destiny mm-hmm. 2 Forsaken. That's what we're going with. Out of, that, out of the list that's there, you know... Now we're going to move on to best sports slash racing game. I think this is a very unfair category here. You're putting sports yeah, and racing strange. games together. But here's the category we're going to work with. I love the third Best one. sports slash racing game. Uh, FIFA 19, Forza Horizon 4, Mario Tennis Aces, NBA 2K19, Pro Evolution Soccer 2019. Now I feel, like, I feel like Forza is, just a is at a staple. Um, it's at a disadvantage being in this group because right. I think it did a lot of great uh, things for driving, especially like it's an open world game now. We're mm-hmm. yeah. changing seasons. It's very cool. But well, and you can also play it as a simulator where it's realistic or you can play it as a very arcadey, like take no damage when you hit well, a wall. Sometimes right? they split those those uh, series out. There's Forza Motorsport, 
which is mm-hmm. more like very hard. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Specific driving. Horizon is more f- like freeform, right. more fun. No, you're right. You're right. Um, still, Horizon Horizon looked great when I was watching a lot of it uh, being played. But if you're if you're on this list, if this is your category to work with, I got to go with FIFA 19. Yeah. Same here as being the best of these yeah. games. Well, only because I know I played multiple years of FIFA, and I don't like sports games, and I play FIFA. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's a selling point for you, honestly. And, and, and what's crazy you, about FIFA as well is, so this is a game that comes out every year, right? Because of new teams and new players, mm-hmm. and it gets better every year. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just fantastic what they've right done now. with the game series. Too. It's been five years since I bought a FIFA game, but yeah, it's always worth revisiting. I never have yeah. a problem playing FIFA if anyone wants to come over and play FIFA. The only other sports game I'm thinking about getting is Don, Don Bradman's Cricket. Just because I don't know how to play cricket and I want to know how to play it. <laughs> Please stream that. Yeah. I'm going to. Okay. I'm getting it for streaming. All right. We're going to try to move the clip up uh, a little bit of, going, of coming through these because I know we're already past the hour and a half mark for the yeah. episode. Um, best family game. Mario Tennis Aces. Nintendo Labo. Overcooked 2. Starlink Battle for Atlas. Or Super Mario Party. <laughs> It's a time for me between Overcooked 2 and Super Mario Party. Well, I didn't play all those games. I played Overcooked 2, and I played it with my family. So the answer is Overcooked 2. <laughs> I would pick Super Mario Party because yeah. it's, it's fucking Mario Party. Yeah. Now, I haven't played it myself specifically. I actually have played Starlink Battle for Atlas, but that game to me, while it could be a kid-friendly game, it's more like a single-player um, right. No Man's Sky. It's on weird that it's even on the list. So, that's Weird. not like okay. a family game. Cool, but Mario Party is like overcooked. It's fucking in Mario this Party. Mario yeah. Party is is like overcooked in the sense that there's four controllers. You can all every, do something. Everyone does mm-hmm. something. Or this is just throwing a wrench in the works. Nintendo Labo is like it's the cardboard game. Mm-hmm. It's the cardboard building. Maybe you build that with your family, your yeah. your daughter, your son, whatever, and just like create something. That's a cool experience. Yeah, I would still pick Mario Party though. That's yeah. my vote. I still haven't considered even what Mario Party is, but I guess maybe I should buy that. You don't know what... Dude, Mario Party you're missing is? out. I haven't seen it. We, we didn't ever? really talk about it on the show. Don't say anything. Yes, you should buy it. <laughs> don't, don't, is like, it like ever? 80 bucks, though? Or 60 no, bucks? No, it's, it's 60. Yeah, it's no, I game. fucking can't buy that. I'll do it later. Have you ever played Mario Party, like, ever? No. What? Oh, ever, my God. In the history of life? Yeah, in the history of life. Like previous versions? No. I played on the N64. The I was going to say, I'm going to bring oh over a 64. God. We're going to play this on the N64. I never even heard of it <laughs> you're gonna get, year. You're going to get blisters on your palm when you play the fucking the fishing game and yeah. the, uh, the yeah, rowing game. The I never heard crazy. of Mario Party until <laughs> literally this year because I bought a Switch. Like, That's dude. fucking insane to me. Yeah. Sorry. No, don't, don't apologize. I was we sporting. literally, we're we're my friends and I, in fourth grade. I was drunk. I was getting late. That's what I was doing. What makes you think I wasn't yeah. right after the Mario Party game? Right. You had to play that. Whoever well, won. You don't have to delineate between right. these experiences. Yeah. They're not mutually exclusive. <laughs> it's a lot of drinking and a lot of sex involved in Mario Party. <laughs> uh, it's For funny. some people, I'm sure. Who yeah. <laughs> cool. Best fighting game. Blaz Blue. I think the Cross ga- Tag Battle. What year did the uh, game I love come out? Uh, Dragon Ball Fighter Z, mm. Soul Calibur Six, Street Fighter Five Arcade. I'm not a fighting game fan. I'm going to have to yeah. abstain from this. Abstain. What game are you looking up? You looking up uh, Injustice? Yeah. Where, why is it Injustice on those list? Sir Felix. Yeah. Why in the fuck? Well, didn't that come out when? No, you know, you were playing Injustice when I was still in California, which was yeah. They're 2017. they're talking about 2018 games. Yeah. Okay. Okay. 
I thought Street Fighter Five. Say Street Fighter Five's on there. Yes. I thought I could have sworn that came out in 2017. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm confused. I don't know for sure. Best VR slash AR game: Astrobot Rescue Mission, Beat Saber, Firewall Zero Hour, Moss, Tetris Effect. Abstain. Only one I know on there is Beat Saber because Neo did a, mm-hmm. a spot on it on our show and said it I was remember. amazing. So we'll say Beat Saber. <laughs> I've heard really good things about Tetris Effect too, but it is just Tetris. Yeah. So Beat Saber would be more of a uh, revolutionary idea. Mm-hmm. Beat Saber. All right. Best mobile game. Mm. Donut County. Hey. Florence. Fortnite. PUBG Mobile. Reigns. Game of Thrones. Wow. Donut County. I, I so played PUBG. That's the only one I played. <laughs> so, uh, but I, I, I got abstain. I mean, it's not a mobile game, but like Fortnite on the Switch might be the best experience out of all of these games. Yeah. Or Donut County, either one of those. I mean, if you're looking for a Donut County, a mobile game. Donut County, it Donut is. County. I'm gonna Donut fucking County. download. A lot it now. of love for the Donut County. <laughs> Don't do it there. Get it on your Switch. It's probably a better. Experience. Oh, better experience yeah. on the Switch. Yeah. Yeah, I'll get it there. I just I hate touchscreen phone controls. It I, it lets me. Or leads me to abandon a game, no matter mm. how good the game is. Yeah, I hear you. I, I wish I I wish I could get down with it, but I can't. No, it's uh, it's not for everybody. I games for impact. Eleven uh, Eleven Memories Retold, Celeste, Florence Two. Sorry, Florence. Life is Strange Two, The Missing, JJ Macfield, and The Island of Memories. Now I've played Abstain. none of these games. Um, I've heard the most. Those are called games for impact, though. Like yeah, like that's Celeste. A t- that's a title um, I never heard. I've heard a lot of uh, Life is Strange Two is like you're experiencing the story. Mm. Uh, I would put the only game that I play that's uh, like this, or at least like Life is Strange thematically, is Gone Home. Did I ever talk about Gone Home? Yes, it was a free PlayStation. We game. We talked right. about it on the show. Yeah, you you come home. Uh, you're a girl who's coming home from college, yeah. and you're coming home to a new house because you've you've your family moved while you were at school, mm-hmm. so you don't know anything about the house. Right. You find the key to get in, and no one's home. You have to essentially root through the house to find out and piece the story together of uh, where your family went. But along the way, you as a player learn about this person, their family, oh. their relationship, their sister, their mom, dad. It's an amazing yeah, it's wild. experience, but it's just that. You play it, hmm. and there's really no replay value unless you want to like trophy hunt and finish yeah, it at yeah, a certain yeah. percentage. But it's just really about oh. experiencing that person's life. This is, it reminds you of, um, <clears throat> I think it might have been a 2017, but Senua Hellblade. Yeah, I'm very surprised um, Hellblade is not on that list for. It might have been 2017. The experience. Oh yeah, it might be too. It was, but that game was. Uh, that mean, would be. It was probably on the games for impact un- list last year. Senua was, and it was, and it was, and it was made up. by a, a, a 20 person studio. It was small, yeah. and it had like no bugs in it. Like yeah. I mean, it was so refined. It was just beautiful. I yeah. mean, and and Nin- the crazy thing Ninja is, I theory is yeah, the name of the company. yeah. I watch a I watch a streamer who who played it, and he said it's like the psychosis effect. It's like that's what I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, people they, have, they, have given it like rave reviews yeah. about about illustrating and experience mm-hmm. properly. Right. I mean, really, I, I, I'm I'm sure it was 2017. Otherwise, it would have been yeah. on there. But next up, we have the nominees for best performance. These mm. are actors that play characters in a video game. Mm. Uh, Br- Brian DeChart as Connor in Detroit Become Human. Christopher Judge as Kratos in God of War. Uh. Melisanthi Mahut as Cassandra, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Roger Clark as Arthur Morgan, Red Dead Redemption 2. Yuri Lowenthal as Peter Parker, Marvel's Spider-Man. Gonna have to go with boy. 
Christopher Judge. He yeah. was Teal'c if you watch Stargate. We I, talked about this last time I was on. Damn it, I forgot about that, dude. Why did we talk about Stargate last time we were here? I don't know. We talked about That's so funny. it. Might have been off the podcast itself, but we talked about Stargate, and it's love Stargate. It's just the greatest show of all time. I'm gonna go with uh, Roger Clark for Arthur for Arthur Morgan um, because I don't know, man. The, the voice acting in those games. In that game specifically, because I watched a lot of which one cutscenes of um, Red, Red Dead Redemption Dead. too. Yeah, I watched a lot of uh, Detroit, trying to decide if I wanted to play it or not. Um, Kratos is great. I can't fault Kratos at all. Uh, I have no familiarity with with Cassandra. All the every time I've watched you, Felix, you've never really been in cutscenes. It's all been action oriented stuff. <laughs> so I have no <laughs> experience. With I've Cassandra. literally played. Um, I've, I've literally played only three chapters of that story. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, my proximity play now is taking me nowhere near any story missions, so like I can't get back. You can't. You're stuck. Wow. My proximity has me like somewhere in the middle of the map. I'm down by Sparta, and I'm nowhere near any of my missions. Yeah. So, wow. And I've heard great I, things you, about the you know, Marvel game. You know what level I am? A lot. Probably. Sixty-one. Jesus. You're What's the max? Three chapters. Seventy. Oh my god. And I have only. You're just going to start the story and just like one hit people. I'm already doing that. <laughs> I do two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Uh, <laughs> Fifty thousand dollars. Two hundred fifty thousand. What are you, Two hundred fifty thousand dollars worth of damage. Yeah, yeah I do two hundred fifty thousand. <laughs> I do two hundred fifty thousand damage on every assassin kill. Jesus. Yeah, things die quick. Yeah, I was gonna say. Anyway, I'm going with Roger Clark. So yeah. am I. I mean, he just there's so much, so many little like funny ass like weird lines like under his breath. Yeah. That mm-hmm. he fucking says to yeah. like NPCs that are fucking wacky and insane. Yo, did you do the one where the the fucking incest? brother and sister like mm-hmm. capture him well they drug him and take his money and then yeah. you go back no. and kill them right? no, I haven't right. that so, the, so you can send your way all the way through it and they drug you and take your money and shit and then what's even weirder is if you let a day pass you go back and talk to them and they're st- like still there and they're like saying all this weird shit to him again yeah like it's super they weird they forget about you right because they're fucked Ugh. up and incestuous so well Best independent game. Yeah. Nominees for the best indie game here. We've got Celeste. Dead Cells. Dead Cells. Intro, The Breach. Return of the Obra Din or The Messenger. Yeah, it's definitely Dead Cells. Yeah, I've only seen or played Dead Cells. So The the splash the Dead Cells made this year, I think, deserves. Fucking outstanding. Uh, Best audio design. Call of Duty, Black Ops 4. Forza Horizon 4. God of War. Marvel's Spider-Man. Red Dead Redemption 2. I'm honestly upset, kind of, that Destiny 2 is not on this list. Yeah, because it does have really good audio. It's got amazing, um, not only sound effects, but cues. Like ambient uh, noises. Ambient noises. The Very immersive. Proper yeah. um, like channeling for hmm. what you're hearing, where you are proximity-wise. Nice. And the, the music alone oh. of these games yeah, I mean, is so Bungie moving. always is fantastic yeah. with music. So I'd have to go with Red Dead, though, for this list. Because yeah, agreed. Just the immersiveness of that world, and you're hearing all the the bugs, the animals, yeah. the twigs. Snapping, well, if you're walking the, through the city the and you stop, the world, the, it's like a cart, a horse, a, a donkey, the mud people slush, fighting. The the, it's yeah, just it's wild. Breaking, I mean, everything. Yeah. It, you're you're in a world. Yeah, it's I mean, wild. In terms of audio design, I don't know if you get much better than that. No, yeah. <laughs> I agree. Uh, we've got best score slash music. Hmm. So that okay, I could. We maybe don't have to put Destiny and audio design, but for music, I'm sad that it's not. Yeah. Here. But, you know, I'm a fanboy. Celeste, are the, as, uh, for the nominees, we have Celeste, God of War, Marvel's Spider-Man. God of War. Nino Kuni 2, Revenant Kingdom, Octopath Traveler, Red Dead Redemption 2. 
I'm only naming the ones that I actually have the soundtrack for in my fucking phone. Yeah. I can't get the soundtrack for Red Dead Redemption 2 because it's not offered right. because they recycle a shit ton of audio mm-hmm. tracks yeah. in that world. Yeah, Red Dead Redemption um, 2's yeah. music and its mm-hmm. score is great for what you're playing, but to me it doesn't stand out as like an incredible score yeah. for a game. I mean, God of War, I, I played it since God of War 1. I played every single game and I'm waiting on 4 to arrive. Oh, some amazing it. epic. It, it's all, I mean, the, yeah, the... No, but every all, every single these, like, moments where soundtrack is just the music. It it's funny, like the guy. It, uh, some of it for a way to play it without the music, and it's like this game sucks. Wow, that's really funny. You like just hacking and slashing, right? But then the music plays, and yours is the most epic fucking fight in the world, <laughs> right? You're fucking fighting no, Poseidon. But, but like on, I said, it has these really it's fantastic. really balanced in the sense that it isn't all that. There's yeah. these there's these subtle. Um, and I don't even know what they're called in music composition, but like there's these moments where the game just does this like shit with like a weird instrument, like, and you're just like, is that what? What am I hearing? Hmm. Is that a sound effect? No, no, that's like some kind of like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's intentional to like fuck yeah. with you a little bit, yeah, yeah. And it has these moments when it just does it's that. Cool. Yeah, I'm gonna abstain, or at least I'll back up your God of War. Score God of War was. Great. I wish that I played Nino Kuni too because I'm sure they have good soundtracks I've, I've too. Heard, I just I, mean, I did that game has always been described as like literally playing a, a Miyazaki movie. Oh wow, yeah. So it's probably done really well, but I don't yeah. have my own experience with it, so I cannot answer. We're on to best art direction. Not How many are there best left? Jesus. Art direction. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight categories. Oh, okay, almost cool. there. Perfect. Almost there. Um, because I had to get home and fucking grind yesterday. <laughs> um, I lost it. Shit, change my phone. Yeah, you're right there. Best, Best art, art direction. direction. Yeah. Nominees are Assassin's Creed Odyssey, God of War, Octopath Traveler, Red Dead Redemption 2, Return of the Obra Dinn. I'm going to go with Octopath for this. What? Octopath Traveler was that Switch RPG. Mm-hmm. The one where you're playing these like very well lit and animated and rendered like almost like Super Nintendo 16-bit sprites, mm. but you're in a 3D world. Oh, the world cool. is, is three-dimensional and even has like a slightly cartoonish style, but the world is fully 3D that you're existing That's in. That's cool. And you're like a, like a flat character. Hmm. And this game was actually shown when we were at E3, when me and you were physically at E3. I remember it had it being shown off, and I was like, this is a really, really, really cool design. Hmm. And I think it's the most original out of all of these. I mean, you're going to have amazing art direction for God of War and for Assassin's Creed for sure. Just right, in, huge the, in, budget. The, in the planning stages sure. and in recreating Greece and uh, and just the Norse setting of this most recent God of War here. Red Dead Redemption Two. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, you know, and you have like all the the document or the, not the documents, but like the catalogs, like mm-hmm. the amount of actual legitimate art people had to do for Red Dead yeah. is pretty wild. Um, I can't, I can't comment. In, yeah, I can't comment. So. I would say Octopath in terms of overall art direction was the most impactful. Well, I was going to say God of War, but okay. We can we can have our... You can disagree. Well, I just looked at the art for Octopath Traveler and I just don't... I don't know. I'm thinking more of like the whole conceptual <laughs> mix together of the whole thing. Yeah. That's where I'm coming from. I should watch some footage of that game. Mm-hmm. Would I enjoy that game? No. Okay, thanks. <laughs> Save you a lot of time. <laughs> you would hate it. Yeah. Uh, we've got... Best ongoing game. Best ongoing game. <sighs> Destiny 2 Forsaken. Fortnite. No Man's Sky. Overwatch. 
Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege. Yeah, okay, Destiny. Destiny what the 2 for fuck are you talking about? Mm, I got to disagree. I got to go with Rainbow Six Siege. That game, so if you go back, if you have some time, trace, watch a video on the history of it. Two years ago when it came out, two and a half years ago, it literally, like, the beta came out and people were like, this, this fucking blows. This is the worst game in the world. Mm-hmm. And then within about a month of it launching, there was, like, 50 million active players globally. So it was, it was a fast turnaround. Fast turnaround. And then now it's, like, esports, like, people making millions of dollars playing it, streamers playing it. That game started in, I mean, quite literally in the gutter. From the bottom. For, and mm. started from the bottom, now we're here. Mm-hmm. Like... That game, that's and it and fundamentally, they've only added maps and operators. They've they've tweaked weapon balances and shit like that. But like, and it's fifty million players still. It's even more. It's wild. It's mm. it's an incredible game, and it's so simple. It's three minute rounds. What are you defining as your criteria for an ongoing game, though? For me, it's people who've stuck with the game, people who've joined the game, uh. and the game really my, my CS:GO argument, right? Yeah, unaltered gameplay which is at the core that just still incredibly refined but very simple and accessible i see yeah. i was thinking of destiny because of uh their approach to community. end game content or their approach sure. to community yeah. and, and growing their community yeah it's a fair yeah, yeah. yeah. and i think especially but even but even now. tom clancy rainbow six siege they do the same thing right they do a lot of community they, they'll, uh, they, they'll take they? in they have like yeah. a pbe right public test environment i mean look it can go either way that's, i'm that's not a tight yeah. one yeah yeah, yeah. That's no a tight i mean it's all i think both are I just think in terms of things you can do in the game, like Constance right. is very like it's PvP, and that's that is what it is. It's yeah, esports yeah. Yeah, playing in PvP. Destiny Two has is just out of these the most persistent world experience with the yeah. most variety of things you can do, yeah. the most environments, the most and, and an engaged community as well. Yeah, for very sure, engaged, very passionate mm-hmm. uh, for things that are good and for things that are bad. Very yeah. vocal, positive or negative. I'm gonna go with Destiny Two. Felix is Destiny Two, and Bruce Grimm is. Siege. Uh, Rainbow Six. Siege. Siege. Call it Siege. Uh, best narrative. Mm. Detroit Become Human. God of War. Life is Strange 2, Episode 1. Marvel's Spider-Man. Red Dead Redemption 2. I've played only one of them, God of War, and I'm going to go with God of War just because if it's half as good as all the other God of War games, which I've heard it is, if not better, uh, the narrative is just what sucks you in and doesn't want to I have a comparison, so I have to go with Marvel's Spider-Man. Okay. Wow, even above God of War or Red Dead? Well, Red Dead, I haven't gotten past fucking Chapter 3. <laughs> <laughs> and I've heard there are problems with the narrative. I heard at the end, I just heard this. I haven't experienced it. I heard it turns into just like a mindless shooter for no reason. Hmm. But I don't know if that's true. Yeah, I don't know either. I don't know if it's mindless. I know I've been captured and just... Uh, at the part absorbed you're at? Absorbed by every like actual narrative beat that's happened in the story. Yeah. Which one? For Red Dead Redemption. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. No, the reason I said that about Spider-Man is because it's their own narrative of Spider-Man. It's not like a narrative that... It's like it was, an original score. Yeah, it's a, well, it's a Spider-Verse that they're making. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. And I... You know, when it starts, and this is in the first mission, mm-hmm. they throw out everything you knew before. Kingpin gets captured. All the other villains that Spider-Man normally fights, they're all... If you were coming in with any kind of preconceived notions, they're telling you right away it doesn't matter. That's cool. Yeah, they're all in prison. It's eight years past uh, Spider-Man. He's not young. He's an eight-year veteran Spider-Man. And they start off from that. Working about that 401k. But they keep you... (laughs) Out of high school. But through that whole narrative, like he's not with Mary Jane. He's not with Mary Jane. 
And that whole narrative keeps you guessing on like, well, if you are somebody that always knew Spider-Man, that's great. You basically, you're saying, what the fuck are they doing with this? Who's the villain? Who's who? The, who are the people? Yeah, what, yeah, what's nice. going on? That's cool. You know, so Doc Ock is your friend from minute one. It's weird. And you're like, that's dope. What? I like it. <laughs> All right. So you're going with Spider-Man. I'm going to go with Red Dead. Did you have a uh, God of War? God of War. Okay, cool. Bruce Grimm with God of War. Next, we have best game direction. A Way Out, Detroit Become Human, God of War, Marvel's Spider-Man, Red Dead Redemption 2. Red Dead Redemption 2. There's just so much to put together with that, dude. I would agree with you. I mean... I I, can't comment. I got to abstain. Fuck, do you pull that off? It's a great question. It blows my mind. I mean, it took him... The scope of it. The mass of it and shit. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, what are the other ones on there? A Way Out, Detroit, God of War, Spider-Man. I, the only I, see, I always I see a say. director as a supervisor that organizes a bunch of teams together and mm-hmm. makes makes something. At the bare minimum, but you would hope that a director also influences a vision in some way. And that's why I would just comment. I'm not going to choose a way out, but I would comment on a way out because of the impact that it's had on people that played it. A uh, way out is the two-person prison break game that people have said must be played with someone that you care mm-hmm. about. A, a best friend a sibling, someone that you're invested in, like right. helping and, and I like to retract, you know, like I like to retract my comment. Yeah. I think I agree with you. You're right. For what? For, I'm not choosing a way out. Oh, you're I'm not choosing, choosing Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> but I would just wanted to make some comments about it. <laughs> I thought you were choosing that. I'm not choosing it. I was no. going to align with you. You can yeah. still align with my, with my, well, thoughts. I started thinking about yeah. Red Dead Redemption too. And I started thinking there's so much going on there, but at the same time, I don't know. At the end yeah. of the day, a director's job is to make sure that fucking boat gets to where it needs to go. And that's what Red Dead did. You had its narrative. You had its story. You had this entire living, breathing mm-hmm. world that you can exist in. And it made it. We're playing that game. Well, I I started to think how much the story stuff is. I don't know. Maybe this is just my own subjective thing. Never mind. It's It's hard when you go down those paths, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of a director's other reasons for things. I'm thinking of a director's active choice to make sure every story mission was consciously on rails and make it more of a cinematic experience. Literally, it's the movie, their movie that you have to watch or be a part of. Yeah, for the, the missions. O- yeah. The only t- right, and the only time that it becomes a game that's my game is when I'm not in there. In missions. between, yeah. So I'm okay with. Do that I personally. award a director who chose to say you don't get this? This is mine, and I own this, and you need to watch it. Mm. Do I award him best director mm. when he made the choice to take the game away from me? I do. You do. I do. Okay. For those, because I know what I'm getting into, and I fully. And in God of War, the question was never on the table. Aware. God of War, the question was never on the table. Right. I I knew this was their game, and they were going to present this narrative to me, and I got I got lost yeah. in it. Best role-playing game. Dragon Quest Eleven, Monster Hunter World, Nino Kuni 2, Octopath Traveler, Pillars of Eternity 2, Deadfire. Abstain. Uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. <laughs> it's not on the list. It's not on the list. Oh, well. No. Um, it would never make that list because yeah. of the... Uh, that falls <clears throat> under the thing that you've argued with me on the show about, about how there is a definition, uh, a certain thing that comes into what you call a role-playing game yeah Yeah. right it can't just have rpg elements it's got to have yeah like all of these things on the list literally these are all very traditional 
right. role playing. They're games. all very traditional. I, I yeah. kind of wouldn't consider Monster Hunter World really this so much because right. I think it's missing like the aspect of like having a level system that you grow and uh-huh. and gain power with. But it's got its own very very deep mm-hmm. RPG like mechanics. Yeah, I, I saw the Octopath screenshots when you were talking about it earlier. And like that's exactly what I know to be RPG, right? Looking kind of like early yeah. Final Final Fantasy, yeah. and like specifically a JRPG, a Japanese role playing yeah. game. Um, I have no experience with Dragon Quest Eleven. Uh, someone in our Discord yeah, has people is having a ra- lot of raving, raving about, about it. it. Yeah. yeah, I again wish I played Nino Kuni too, but I'm going to have to abstain or choose Monster <laughs> Hunter off of my own experience, which was a great, amazing, uh, immersive, deep experience. But in terms of the role-playing genre, I think one of these other ones probably deserves it. Mm. Let's go with best action slash adventure game. Assassin's Creed Odyssey, God of War, Marvel's Spider-Man, Red Dead Redemption 2, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. It's fucking crazy to think that out that literally six, five possible Game of the Year awards came out in one year. Yeah. I mean, literally every single one of these games is like... It's like an amazing... Like, if they had released one of these games... Five years in a row. I bought all of those games. Yeah. Every one of the games. Yeah, and it's all in one year. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's for me, it's like, they're they're all amazing. There's no best. They're all so different. I I would choose Red Dead out of that. But I would probably choose God of War if I played God of War. That, to Mm -hmm. me, seems more of like an action-action game as opposed to Red Dead's very chill cowboy Well, God of War also does does a nice thing where it, it's one of the games like Red Dead, like you don't skip a cutscene, yeah. right? So it's the, you're, you're immersing yourself it's in this the work, action adventure. The, you're fighting, and then suddenly, right, you're, you're having this conversation about Norse mythology. It's, it's, the, it's the word. Red Dead it's, the, it's the fact that action slash adventure is in there that takes me back to action adventure as, it, as I defined it in the 80s when I watched action adventure movies when I was a mm, kid. Like Indiana Jones. Yeah, and the only one that falls in that category for me is God of War. Mm. Okay. Because it feels okay. uh, Marvel Spider Man. I put it doesn't have enough uh, adventure mythology in it. Like it does. It, it has its own it. personal mythology, but it does. It's not big enough. Mm. Um, there's not really high stakes. Like God of War has really high stakes. I mean, this guy, this you know former god or whatever he used to be, goes. Yeah, he's the son of Zeus. Yeah. So he's hiding out in a place with Norse gods that don't want him there. <laughs> yeah. Like the stakes are fucking huge. He could be eradicated from earth, you know, mm-hmm. because he's, he's here in this place. He's not supposed to be. Yep. Like there's all that palpable. So that's very much the, adventure. all that palpable yeah. tension comes into it. Now I haven't finished red dead story to know if that, if it gets that way, but the stakes are just aren't as high in mm-hmm. that game. So the stakes are, are, Part of your equation, yeah. Yep. Adventure, uh, action, adventure needs. I would higher stick sticks. With, with Red Dead, just in terms of the whole action game experience. Mm. Adventure I've, game I've experience, heard though. Say. I've heard though in Shadow of the Tomb Raider, like the stakes are really high for her too, though. Like sh- I, I heard something about her fucking shit up. It's called the Shadow of the Tomb Raider because she's dark as fuck in it. Mm. Like, yeah, yeah, and it's, there's also so there's these moments, and this is actually a turn off to people I talked to about where you can't skip. Her death scenes, and you see it every time. So there's a scene where you're like have to like stealth move past a level, and the guy hunting you like chokes you out when he catches you. So literally, one of my friends I talked to, he got caught like three, four times with this guy until he figured out the pathing, and he literally it he turned it off. Is it like a like a gratuitously? Yeah, it's like you literally it's like a close up of her getting like a woman 
getting choked to death. Jesus yeah, that's how and it, so that's for like how it's been, 15, yeah. 20, 30 seconds, and you're just like, and you can't skip it. You can't just be like restart, yeah. right? Because it didn't restart a level. My friend was literally like, after having it happen five times, I turned it off and walked away from it for an hour. Yeesh, I can because I didn't need to watch a woman see that being uncomfortable get choked yeah. out by all, a dude who's like four times her size. All the games are like that. All three of them, but it's fucked up. That's what I'm, yeah. that's my point, right? And, yeah, and it takes you out of it. Conan O'Brien when he did his clueless yeah, gamer right. on it. Oh, was he? Did he yeah. react on that? Well, yeah. yeah. Oh, because yeah. Because there's this scene where she falls into a river, right? And then and there's spikes. Gets caught in the rushing water, and there's these like you got to navigate. You have to guide her as she's in the water, so she doesn't hit the spikes on either side mm-hmm. of the rushing river downhill. And you get impaled, and, and literally the spike, like she gets uh, uh, Phineas gauged. You know, where the tamping iron went through his head. Oh. You know, when the tamping iron goes through your the bottom of your your chin mm-hmm. and then out the top of your head. Mm. That's Phineas Gage was a guy who had that happen. He lost his frontal lobe because of it. And this is what happens. Yeah, this, every, is, this is the Felix moment where we get the little history. Yeah, she, she, get fin- she gets Phineas Gaged. Like, over and over and over. Over and over. And over. And this like spike goes right through. Yeah. <gasps> and it's a close up every time. And you just like why? And you can see like the the, <laughs> the thing through in her mouth uh, going dude. through her skull. Yeah, it's just gratuitous. Yikes. So fucked up. It it moves from the kind of single player art piece to just like let me show you how fucked up my mind yeah. can get. Violence or or when violence. she later yeah, on uh, later not... on in the first game where she falls from this high height into right. a river of blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's just covered in fucking blood. Right. Dope. Yeah. Best action game. Oh, not action slash adventure, just action game. Call of Duty Black Ops 4, Dead Cells, Destiny 2 Forsaken, Far Cry 5, Mega Man 11. It's a weird mix. It's a weird mix of games. It's a weird category to put these games Strange. in. Strange. There's no adventure there. I have to put Destiny 2 in there as best. Just so much game. staying power, yeah. Yeah. I guess yeah. I don't know. I, I guess I, I have to abstain. I mean, honestly, if but. I played, if I was a Battle Royale fan, Black Ops 4 might be getting... The Why the fuck is Far Cry 5 on there? Yeah, I have no idea. Like, what the fuck? Like, that's weird. Mm. Mega Man 11 wasn't that good. It's almost like they had this other no. category and they were like, Far Cry 5, they put a lot of effort out. Let's just pop them yeah, in there. Yeah. I played it, but I wouldn't put it... All right, last one, big one. Here it is. Game of the Year. Game of the Year nominees. We've got Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Celeste. God of War, Marvel's Spider-Man, Monster Hunter World, and Red Dead Redemption 2. Those are the nominees for Game of the Year. So I'm going to go I'm glad with Fortnite's Destiny 2 Forsaken is my choice for Game of the Year. I'm glad, uh, I'm glad <laughs> is that not on not the even list. On the I'm, glad, I'm glad Fortnite's not on that fucking list. Yeah. Out of these, I would choose Red Dead Redemption 2 for sure. Would you? Yeah. thousand percent. I've at least seen enough of all of these to kind of make a judgment call mm. and played uh, more than half of them. No, it's a lie. Played I, a twenty. Played thirty percent of them. I genuinely, I've only played one of them, God of War, and I adore it because it's again, I'm biased. It's one of my favorite game series of all time. Um, it's just a beautiful revisitation of where the game started mm-hmm. ten years ago, yeah. and it's a it's a nice way to take it. Uh, I, I really can't make an honest, educated no, and, opinion here. So, and and, the, and from what I've heard, I mean, every single one of these games is incredible yeah. and they're different in, in they're different enough to where I think it's tough because of of the differences. Like all right. these games have something for someone. So like, you compare an apple to an orange to a pear to God a banana. God of War is like, an amazing crafted experience where you play through it once and that's what correct. it is. Red Dead Redemption 2. And that's um, why I put God of War at the top of the ongoing. action. Right. I put God of War at the top of the action adventure. Red Dead Redemption 2 is not going to be ongoing. I've already heard from people 
that once they finish the single narrative of that game, they're only going to play the online, hmm. which is not the same game. Well, again, that comes down to preference. Right. I can see myself wandering this world as almost like Zen chill mode with yeah. no specific action or goal, right. just like hunting or being out yeah. in the wild. I would love to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've thought about this. I've thought about this a lot because those are two games that I'm playing a lot of. And when Red Dead 2 came out, I was amazed by it. And I thought it was amazing and everything like that. But the minute I started hitting the lack of choice, the lack of game in the narrative story missions, I realized that I can't, I, if I take the term game literally, I can't call Red Dead 2 the best game because it doesn't give me enough choice to like do the things I want to do and play it as a game. But in the narratives specifically. In the narratives specifically, yeah. But God of War did that for you. Well, God of War... No, I'm not going to talk about God of War. Assassin's Creed Odyssey is my game. Oh, okay, gotcha. Cool. Because it gives you all these choices, like narrative choices to like... Similar to... And um, it actually changes the game enough. It changes the game. It changes the game. It lets you make choices and change the game. It has this very, very complex um, system for getting gear and leveling up. That's yeah. why I made the joke about the RPG earlier. Right. I, I totally understand why why it wouldn't go into that category. But like for this one, it, it it's got this epic narrative, but at yeah. the same time it's a giant open world and then it also is a game. Mm-hmm. Like a really good game. Yeah. Where you have to figure out like what is the best loadout gear type that I mm-hmm. need in order to like, you know it's good. They made it they did they did they did a great job. Mm-hmm. One day, and from what I heard, is also uh, it's also accessible. It's not like for me, right? I've been thinking about like I should get Red Dead Redemption two, but everybody's told me is like you can't put that game down down after an hour, right? But God, but God, Assassin's Creed. Yeah, you can. I can play for forty five minutes, do a couple of missions, kill a couple of dudes, get a shield or whatever, and be like, "Cool, I'm done." I feel feel good about this. Investment time is longer, right? And Red Dead also, it's like when I sit down and go to that that theater or whatever, play a poker game. It can take half an hour to play a fucking poker game. It gets me nothing. It's it's also not a game when you have to sit, correct? Watch your horse for forty five, right? Whatever minutes ride. All right. the time, right? Like, Love it. It's that, <laughs> no, but I'm saying it's a no, great. Yeah. It's different. Yeah. What, did yeah, we yeah, do yeah. the narrative category? What did I say for that? For narrative, best narrative. Oh, uh, I said. What said, did I say for narrative? Let's go back. You said God of War. Did I say God of War for narrative? Sure you, said you did. See, I was gonna. St- uh, I th- you said God of War. Maybe the narrative wasn't a category. Yeah. Rewind the tape. Maybe direction. Yeah, there, yeah narrative was Detroit. No, I never. I never said anything for this because I remember I flipped to like. No, wait, what? Detroit, God of War, Life is Strange oh, 2, Episode Spider-Man. 1, Spider-Man. Oh, you're Spider-Man. right, because it reinvented no, the Spider-Verse. I, yeah, I'm yeah. staying with the Spider-Man thing. Okay. Um, yeah, so Red Dead Redemption 2 wins nothing for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. It's funny because I'm such a rock star fanboy. I know, you were yeah. hyped probably more for that than any of the other ones. And I'm mm-hmm. still playing it, but I'm just not on that level of hype. That's totally that fine. I, am. I think what the best thing that happens during Game of the Year discussions is it really makes you define what's important yeah. to you for those categories. And I think it's Correct. a great thing to break down, which is why I didn't mind going as long as we did, yeah. because we did not end the show at What's an hour up? and a half. The show <laughs> is long as fuck. And if you are still here listening with us, thank you. I appreciate thank it you, so thank much you, thank you. for sure. And thank Speaking you for, of hype, I have yeah. to say one more thing. Say yeah. one more thing. We're, we're yeah. doing the, the wrap up. Did you want to, again, thank you for being here. Yes. Thanks for having me. Um, great discussion here with the game, uh, game awards and also with your battlefield uh, yeah. five discussion. Um, yeah. Like I said, 
had no chance to really experience that. So I appreciate all the insight. Yeah, get in on it. It's going to be good. Uh, like I said, work in progress. So as it might be a good game to get into in a couple months, right? When all the content's there, when everything's there. Yeah. Uh, when this, when the kind of the the uh, I want to the, the shit see, bucket shitters are, <laughs> you know, not the shitters anymore. Yeah. So I want to yeah. see what kind of theaters they introduce in that. Yes, I'm very excited. So December 6th is also a big update for like theaters of war like tides of war. So there's a lot, again, a lot of stuff coming and I think it's, it has just a really solid foundation. I can't, I can't say enough good things about it. And again, everything's got bugs, certain things I'm just pissed about, but uh, overall just a really enjoyable experience. But the other thing I'm really happy about um, real briefly, that'll be my sign out is uh command and conquer remaster. Has oh been confirmed, yeah. Oh yeah. Which I am uh, beyond excited about. That was like the first game where I, I played, and I forgot that I was hungry, right? Like that, and you forgot to go to the bathroom. Yeah, I didn't piss myself, right? But like, I I turn the com- get farther, yeah, farther down that. I I, I I turn the I turn the computer off and I go, fuck, I didn't eat. No, I, for like yeah, eight I hours. never right. the next yeah. day. So I never pissed myself gaming, but I definitely shit myself like once, Jesus. maybe twice. That seems worse. That's way worse. Wait <laughs> yeah. into the wait in the podcast yeah. this week on a I, shitty I'm note. Just letting you know, I'm not gonna fucking lie <laughs> about it. Has and always will be an open book. Didn't yeah, feel like getting up. You know, I, I had like that granola bar, bam, or whatever that, that just passed right on. <laughs> oh, okay, <through>. gotcha. Mm. <laughs> the the uh, what is it? The sugar free gummy bears on Amazon. <laughs> the trip series, trip series. Look at him; he's like going to yeah. quit tomorrow. Yeah, I think done with this fucking podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I won't do it live on the show. Right? Anyway, professionally, but. Yeah. Bruce Gring yeah. signing off. <laughs> Command and Conquer remaster. Battlefield Five is great. Thank you for having me. Yeah, dude, for sure. I'm out. Um, I'm Trip Zero. You can find me on uh, Mixer and really any of my socials uh, are Trip Zero TV. All together, no spaces, zero the word, Trip Zero TV. Stream every day on Mixer, and I will be doing a lot of Destiny 2 with Black Armory, grinding for that raid. We're going to be doing the raid Friday at 6 p.m., so watch a bunch of us there. Lock and Key will be in the squad. Uh, Neo Yoshi will be as well. We're going we're gonna to try and get that done in the first week. I don't have any uh, preconceived notions of being on any kind of like top completion lists, but... I feel like we can get it, uh, get a good crack at it day one. So I'm very excited for that stuff. Um, but yeah, outside of Mixer, which again is mixer.com slash trip zero TV, Twitter is probably the best place to follow me because I'm very active there. And that is again, trip zero TV. Yeah, twitch.tv uh, forward slash Felix Hergood, mixer.com forward slash Felix Hergood. I do a Mitch chat. If you're in there uh, on either service, you're going to be interacting with both Twitch and Mixer. We, we, we do it live at the same time. Um, fuck it. We're but doing this, live. Fuck it. This is Felix Hergood. Uh, Felix shits in his pants. <laughs> Hergood. Felix shits in his pants. Hergood. That's how we're signing off. That's not the title of the show, by the way. I'm not going to call it All that. Right, good. I Look, gonna, I don't care. Talk about all the Hey, I was going to call it Reskin. You no, call it Reskin. Well, that's a good one. But yeah. now that you say it, you can't say the name that you're going to yeah. say it. Oh, I don't know what I'm going to yeah. call it. You can't, just, you, can't ruin nah. it. you can't ruin it for the listeners out there. I know. Or for us. More for us. Yeah, the surprise correct. is the name correct. of the episode. Right? Yeah. It's like a secret. There's some good ones recently. It's mm-hmm. been great ones. All right. You guys have a great day. Enjoy the Game Awards. We will see you next week for more. Later. Thanks for hanging out. Talk to you. How much did you hear about this? Oh, okay. fuck yeah. The bag, bag gate. Bag gate. We'll, we'll talk about bag gate a little Let's bit. Let's talk about bag gate for a little bit. That was fucking bad rotten. Gate? Sh- bag gate. What's that? Well, it's oh oh the port, nylon bag versus it's a portmanteau the, of the word bag yes, and Watergate. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, <laughs> yes I understand the concept of it. Thank yeah. you. I just wanted I to like, make I don't sure think he needs to know what yeah. what gate <laughs> addended onto a word means. <laughs>